1: Who they? Who
0: they? to beat the Bengals? Who they? they? Who the No.
1: Like the Bengals starts now, and we're
2: back, baby. We, we
3: pop in. Brand, brand new, new QB, QB dropped in. in. He, he got, got options. Green, and Ross, and Allen. No Marvin. Spend the season in. locked in. Mask up, up, keep out them toxins. In. We, we pop it. And welcome back to Fuck you. We like the, the Bengals. I'm your host, Alex Schubert. Sitting across from me, returning after a month off, is...
1: Lloyd Johnson. My
3: dude, and sitting to my left is... Rami Brown. Rami Brown, first time guest. How you doing, man?
1: I'm doing good, man. How you doing?
3: Doing good. Uh, so you guys work together. You and uh, Lloyd and a past guest, Thomas Claggett, all work at the zoo? Yeah, so, right. So you, all, you guys all work, like, security or... or You work in the commissary, right? Yeah, they, yeah, they, they, work, they work in the all, commissary. We the in commissary. commissary. Yeah. So Lloyd's designed a bunch of the cakes and stuff like that. Like, he's designed a Fiona cake.
1: Yeah, Lloyd's the cake boss. <laughs>
3: Lloyd's the cake boss. What's your specialty?
1: Um, I just he, try to keep everybody together and, you know. He keeps the
2: bosses from driving us crazy. Yeah, <laughs> He I really try. does, man. Like, he's, he's, uh, he's like that, uh, the Steven Seagal <laughs> on a movie blocking shit from hitting us. Kicking
1: everybody's ankles, man. Straight up. Just
2: doing your best, doing the best you can.
1: <laughs> so, yeah, it's, um, uh, <laughs> it's fun, man, working with these guys. I mean, I've been knowing them for a while anyway, um, through different avenues, and I met Lloyd and Mike when I got there. They was working across the way from me, so... I would always see him, and Mike, he always had, I mean, that that dude was the (laughs) glass guy, man, he always had a different pair of glasses on, so I was like, man, where's this dude getting these glasses from?
3: It's like our buddy Phil, our buddy Phil Pointer, he just has, like, one pair of glasses, and he just got bifocals for the first time. Oh, Philly boy. I love Philly boy. I
1: like the word bifocals. He
3: he gives, before the pandemic, he would give a bunch of stand-up comics, like a vape pen. Yeah. Like, he would just... He has his own vape pen and he just gives it to like every fucking comic, myself included. I would just take like massive hits of it and go on stage at like open mics and just
2: be in good it it days. It's fun. the time we give you the edibles on this one? <laughs> the
3: Oh, the little caramel things? Yeah. No comment.
2: <laughs> About 45 minutes in, Alex got real laughy. <laughs> oh, wow, messed
3: up. I'm usually a pretty laughy person, but that just took it into overdrive. Yeah,
2: it was a good one.
3: I still have yet to eat
2: the uh, the mushrooms that you gave me, the uh, yeah they go good on a pizza, they're they're <laughs> great, um, regular non illegal mushrooms.
3: Yeah yeah, <laughs> do the do the regular non illegal mushrooms expire?
2: No, keep me in your freezer.
3: I've kept them in the freezer the whole time.
2: You'll be good then. I
3: had a girl over one night and I showed her the mushrooms. and so I'm like, these things look like really shriveled. Let's not have them. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, anyway, how you been, man?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I've been good, man. uh, I'll get to this in a little bit. I got some ad reads to do, but I just... uh, I'm on the negative
2: side of a positive COVID diagnosis. Congratulations. And I'm on the negative side of a negative COVID. Congratulations Congratulations. on staying
3: socially distanced and wearing your mask.
2: Well, I missed 14 days of work because I was around a bunch of people that tested positive.
3: I missed 14 days of work because I tested positive. I'm doing
1: good now. Vacations either way, right? Yeah,
3: but no, I, I didn't get paid, so it was <laughs> oh, yeah, an unpaid vacation, which really sucked.
2: Yeah, I'm used to having. Uh, so on top of working at the zoo, I do a lot of side work with uh, doing lecturing stuff. I, I I'm used to having that money. Yeah. Oh yeah. And all of a sudden, it was like, oh shit, I can't.
3: They didn't give you any paid time off.
2: No, the zoo the zoo did. I I, I took time there. That's but uh the the side work stuff like not having that extra. Money to spend on like you know, eating Grubhub every night instead of uh, fucking yeah. cooking,
3: dude. I had like fucking <laughs> so like when I would do DoorDash over, um, over quarantine, it's like Chipotle was like twice as expensive as if you would just would have just gone there because you have like the delivery fee and the tip to the driver and the taxes and shit. It's like eighteen bucks for like a bowl and chips.
0: Yeah,
2: well, don't buy Chipotle. It's gross.
0: You're not
3: Chipotle, a guy? Chipotle
2: I don't like, uh, I, I can't eat cilantro. Oh, that tastes look. like fucking dish soap to me, and everything at Chipotle has. Honestly,
1: every time I go to Chipotle now, I think about you, I'm like, Lord, don't eat this because it's a cilantro. Like, <laughs> I was
2: there, the first time I went, I was just like, all right, well, i will just trying to avoid cilantro. There's no avoiding it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they put it in the fucking drink fountain. <laughs> <laughs> like, the whole place smells like it to me. Like, I walked in, like, why? Why is, this is it? in the rice, It's in the... Do you have a become, do you have a burrito place of choice yeah. or Um I'm more of a taco, like i, I okay. Django's like a weekly thing for me. Okay. Uh the Hamilton downstairs, they have some tacos. My buddy Dustin who's I love the Hamilton. living with me. He uh he's cooking downstairs. I heard
1: about that today. So I was like, Yeah, you left him some, <laughs> so I'm like the Hamilton, he like, yeah, the, the little spot over there. Are they store. gonna do shows anytime soon
2: or no? Yeah, I'm gonna once all this clears up I'm gonna start trying to do like one a month.
3: Yeah, are you gonna book Stewart again?
2: I'm gonna try to. Yeah, I yeah. just I I don't have the same connection because the person that I yeah. used to use to get a hold of him is, uh, I guess, not so close with him right now.
3: Yeah. yeah, we're just a bunch of creatives, you know. Speaking of uh, speaking of a bunch of creatives, how about that segue? No, not yet, not yet, not yet. Um, but at the end of May, Armchair Armchair Media, <coughs> our sponsor. Shout out to our podcast daddies Shout out to Andrew Stevens For being just the overall best Uh, At the end of May, Armchair Media Signed off on a year-long network sponsorship deal Allowing the company to grow Our podcast and video network Into new local sports communities Uh, Following the senseless murders of Ahmaud Arbery Breonna Taylor, George Floyd And countless other black community members At the hands of police officers We want to
2: ensure Black
1: Lives Matter
3: (laughs) Black Lives Matter, man Um Black, I feel kiss assy, and <laughs> I feel real weird. Nah, you good, man. Um, uh, we want Wrong, to insure... just
2: give Alex a black pass. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: we want to. It uh,
1: jingling, it we
3: want to. Uh, we want to ensure we do what we can to make a tangible impact on those communities as we grow. Armchair Media will be issuing four five hundred dollars scholarships per semester to aspiring black creatives. If you've ever been dismissed as having an unrealistic career path. If you've ever butted heads with parents or teachers because they don't recognize exactly what you want to do with your life, if you have feared uh, to express yourself or put your work into the world due to potential backlash, we strongly encourage you to apply. We recognize that there are creatives out there who may have bypassed college to pursue other avenues, who didn't get into college because their passions didn't translate to collegiate testing, or who did not have access to the financial means to pay for college. This is why there are only three requirements for eligibility. Black creative, uh, under the age of 21, and you must submit a project, such as graphic design, photography, writing, audio or video, uh, journalism and creative writing, etc., to scholarship at armchairallamericans.com. Again, what was that again? Scholarship at armchair. ShareAllAmericans.com oh, That sounds like that's great. Fucking awesome. awesome. Yeah.
2: That's,
0: that's
2: that's dope. That's dope. Yeah. Just no. It's, I'm I'm glad they're doing something like that, man. On top of just supporting podcasts and letting people yeah. like do creative things in general, to actually focus in on where they where there is such a need for it. That's that's fantastic. One hundred
3: percent,
2: man. Absolutely, absolutely.
3: Ah, fuck. Yeah, those are the screams I used to make when I would so cut myself fun. shaving before I knew about Manscaped. stop. Thank you, Manscaped, for turning God. into my <laughs> for turning my loud shrieks into multiple peaks. Um, you guys ever? uh... Oh boy. Uh, so men start taking notes because Manscaped accidents are finally a thing of the past. So smooth. <laughs> the Manscaped. <laughs> Why'd you point to your neck for Manscaped?
1: Yeah, they're coming up in the world. They got legit commercials now. They're literally now.
3: coming up in the world. <laughs> uh,
1: the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 has... Right up the
3: taint to the ball. <laughs> <laughs> the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 has been beautifully designed to reduce... those Prick Road. Those <laughs> <laughs> Follow the <hairy> Prick Road. <laughs> All the way to the Hershey Highway. Oh, my! <laughs> the Manscaped... Oh, I ruined it. Uh... The Manscaped Lawnmower Mower 3.0 has been beautifully designed to reduce those painful nicks and tugs. This is their third generation trimmer featuring advanced skin safe technology so you can keep your bad boys nice and smooth. The Manscaped engineering team, uh, Lloyd are you okay by the way? Barely. <laughs> uh, the, we'll figure something out. Uh, can, uh, Rami, can you call like just like an ambulance or just uh, see just what put, you
1: can just do? put some ice on him. Okay. Right. Uh, the Rub Mansca- dirt on it. The
3: Manscaped Engineering Team obsesses over technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience, and they spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created, and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. When Rami, I
2: Rami uses one, and I can attest, he has a beautiful thigh beard. Nice. That's right.
1: You know, this, he shows it off at work a lot. This, this Is work that a lot. harassment
2: or not? If I like
3: it, yeah, it's called harassment because harassment a lot to me. <laughs> a dumb joke i've always said and you don't have kids <laughs> <laughs> for good reason uh when i tell you this is premium i mean premium the battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave the water resistant technology allows you to shave in the shower too one of the coolest features wouldn't is the- wouldn't shave in the shower no that'll i mean it could clog up the drain
1: i mean you can shave in the, the shower, shower dangerous you have an electric item Oh, yeah. Getting it in in the shower. I usually shave with
2: a toaster.
3: <laughs> in the shower. Uh, yeah, I,
2: have a, I have an electric appliance in the shower with me, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, Whoa.
3: Oh, boy. I, we're not even going to try to address what Lloyd's talking about here. Um, the water-resistant technology allows you to shave in the shower, too. One of the coolest features <laughs> is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. So many people uh, have written stories about how the Lawnmower 3.0 has changed their lives. They even included pics so I could see the smoothness for myself, and they aren't kidding. You need to try this out for yourself. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code
2: armchair
3: at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Uh, get twenty percent off and free shipping with the code armchair, armchair at manscaped.com. That's twenty percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code armchair. armchair. Your balls will thank you. Thanks, Daddy. Oh, <laughs> thanks, Daddy. Hey Lloyd, you feeling better? <clears throat>
2: Trying to, yeah, I'm uh, I got the I got the bleeding to stop. Yeah, if so you are feeling better. Better Better Bet. Bet online.
3: That was a hell of a segue. Uh, There is no shortage of action going on with our partners over at betonline.ag. The sports world... This is the last one, by the way, for now. Uh, The sports world is slowly making its way back with the NBA announcing its return in late July. But right now, UFC, boxing, NASCAR, um, Confederate flag free NASCAR, and international (laughs) soccer have all resumed play and BetOnline has the best odds and lines for their upcoming games and matches. Need more? BetOnline has simulated <clears throat> NFL, NBA, and UFC happening live every day for our devout gamblers to check out. BetOnline also offers hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and the best props in the business. Visit BetOnline.ag on your computer or mobile device and join now to receive your welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag, your online wagering experts.
0: <clears throat>
3: Some money out
1: during COVID. Yay
3: the what? I said get your money up during COVID. Yeah, absolutely cuz I cuz like when I got when I came down with it, I was like I uh I was at work when I found out cuz my buddy Danny texted me. He said, "Hey, I just found out I tested positive for COVID." And I'm like, "Oh shit." Cuz I cuz I was working for my dad at the time. So I was like I I had to put on gloves and just keep my distance cuz like I could have it. And then when I went home <laughs> that night, I felt like kind of hypochondriatic. Yeah. And then the next morning I woke up, I had, like, kind of a mild fever and, like, body aches. and oh. And um, there was one more symptom. I forget what it was.
2: Um, Tingly balls.
3: Oh, yeah, there was that, too. That's just normal.
2: Oh, yeah. That just happens
3: from fucking too much.
2: <laughs> uh, not during this pandemic. Not, No, man. It's,
3: it's been rough. But I had to take off two weeks of work, and I missed out on, like, a decent chunk of change, but I, I found out like uh, about a week ago that you can donate convalescent plasma, hmm. which pays real well. I think it's because the convalescent plasma has <laughs> the COVID antibodies in it. Yeah, so I can just donate those, and they can help like either find a cure or a vaccine or something like that. So I'm feeling yeah, turning um, negative um, into a positive. Turning well, I turned a positive into a negative into a positive. <laughs> I'm just,
1: do you know anyone that had
3: it?
1: Actually, my mom had got it. Really? Yeah, a she, little early. Is she doing better? She's fine now. Um, she works at, um, what is that, Christ Hospital. Oh, okay. And um, this was around a little, I think, late March. Oh, so
3: when I, like first started. Yeah. She, Fuck, um, dude.
1: She called me, and they sent her home at first um, because she said she wasn't feeling well. And then she got tested, like, two days later. Uh, her results came back. She had it. She quarantined. Um, I dropped stuff off to her every day. Called That's her, awesome. Yeah, three, four times a day. But she was actually good. Like she had maybe one day that was just kind of rough for her. But yeah. other than that, like she, it got to a point where she was like, "Stop calling me." I'm fine.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I you was know. like, like my, my mom called me every day. I'm like, "Mom, way yeah. off. I'm fine."
1: I mean, you know, it's serious, man. You know, it's, it's a,
3: it's a serious thing. Like the Sunday after. Like my symptoms kind of shot up. Yeah. Like my my temperature went from like ninety, like normal, to uh, it went from like pretty, went from a pretty normal temperature like ninety nine point eight, and I'm like, oh shit, this is like when it's gonna go down. Were
1: you like sweating and stuff? Not really. Yeah.
3: I wasn't really sweating all that much. I was just like, I was hot. I was like tired and groggy, and but. But I was told by my mom <sighs> I might just put this in my act because the joke did well with Phil Pointer. But uh, my mom told me uh, to drink Gatorade, quote, like it's my job. Drink Gatorade like it's my job. So basically, I would drink Gatorade while frantically deleting my internet history
2: <laughs> <laughs> and, and going. <laughs> <laughs> The, the, crowd, doesn't
3: the crowd doesn't know that He's <laughs> a DJ. The crowd doesn't know that. Wicked, wicked G, D, J, G, 2. <laughs> How long did it
1: take for you to get tired of drinking a Gatorade?
3: No, I, I, I didn't really get tired of it. It was oh. like Gatorade. I also had body armor.
1: I love body armor. I'm a big body armor guy. I love body armor. Mike, he, he got me hip today. He came to work with him a few times. I was like, let me try one of these out. And uh, I get one every, like, two days now.
3: Yeah, at my gym, uh, Crunch and Oakley, shout out. Um, I had a Body Armor Light <laughs> Berry Punch today.
1: Yeah. Oh, man, it was so good. I don't think I've tried that one yet. Oh, it
3: was very good. I like the sweeter flavors and not like the, like, the pineapple or the orange. I like orange mango. The, the orange
1: mango is my favorite.
3: Oh, I like that one a lot. I like the fruit, I like the, like the fruit punch ones, like yeah. fruit punch, blueberry, stuff like that.
2: I have to be yeah. careful with anything that has artificial sweeteners in it because a lot of them give me migraines so I don't drink Body Armor. You're it. Body armor light doesn't Did have Did it hold. give you a migraine? Uh, the first one I drank, I found out I had a bunch of whatever, the one artificial sweet, I found that out by the fact that I came home and had a pretty just violent a Painful headache.
1: migraine.
2: Damn. <clears throat> yeah, I, uh, I remember one time I, I fucked up and drank a Diet Sun Kiss because the can looks exactly the same, <laughs> except for a tiny little, <laughs> little thing <like. laughs> in the corner that says diet. And uh, yeah, I, I just housed the whole thing and then was sipping out of another one before I saw the diet thing. And then uh, I got home like three hours later and I literally I had a pillow over my head, no lights on in the fucking house. Yeah. I was trying to listen to a podcast like on real low volume and every time the guy like spoke a little bit louder, uh, I'm like screaming at the speaker in my room as if he could uh, hear me. Yeah.
1: I feel like drinking the diet, anything is worse than the regular person.
2: Yeah.
3: It's it has so many artificial sweeteners. Yeah,
2: and... Well, I just, I, I just have that... Yeah, you know, dumb luck of just... Uh, the artificial sweeteners give me fucking real bad headaches. Like, they're they're pretty gnarly. Damn. Yeah.
3: I gave up soda entirely <coughs> uh, in 2013, and it's one of the best decisions I've ever made.
2: Yeah, I didn't drink it
1: for... I didn't Good for it. you, man. It's hard.
3: <laughs> it was real hard at first, but then I'm like... I gave it up. I was... I had just turned 21. Yeah. And I'm like, these are the hottest years of my life, and I don't want to spend them... Because I used to be way fatter. I was like... Yeah. And I, I don't want to spend them, like... Not banging anyone.
2: <laughs> no, when I was younger, I was uh, enough motivation to quit soda. Okay. When I when I was before my health had the issues that I have now to deal with, uh, I was very into kickboxing, jujitsu. Yeah, and uh, you said, so you, I used to be the training
3: you worked with, worked with uh, Marcus
2: Hunt. Yeah, yeah, one of the guys that uh, used to train with us every once in a while worked for Ignition. He would come to jujitsu classes with us and he'd tell us stories about some of like the Bengals players and stuff, and he was talking about Marcus Hunt being six foot eight and doing a standing
1: backflip. Damn.
3: I saw a guy, a video of a guy doing a standing double backflip.
1: Shit. That's absurd.
3: It was unbelievable. He like, like when he landed, he like squatted down. He was like, oh shit, and he was just like running around celebrating. I found it on Reddit. It's fucking great. I think it was like the subreddit was next <laughs> fucking level.
2: Yeah, that's... Uh, like I have a... Springs have, in his damn legs. I have a friend who does like fifty inch box jumps.
3: Oh, okay. Like you just like it's a little. Bit that's awkward. like what a little over
1: three C, uh, uh, feet Uh That's over
3: four feet. Four feet. Yeah. Four foot two. That's like a, that's eight a whole year old.
2: person. Yeah. Well, his girlfriend's like four foot nine, so <laughs> he's like seven inches from being able to jump on her head.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's a fun little trick.
2: Yeah, it's it's absurd because he like in uh, gotta in, have an
1: escape plan. Jump right yeah. over it He's that dude
2: Like if there's a If there's a hotel fire And he's going down the stairs He's just gonna jump over everybody And he'll be alright Like
3: It's fucking great
2: <clears throat> But
3: I kinda lost my train of thought here Cause it's like 10.30 Right now And, we're and he's
2: playing with that Magnificent hair he's growing I
3: have so much hair I just I What is the last I like thing you're I'm saying, saying I like you're let it keep going I'm, I am gonna let it keep going right. it's I'm like, gonna get
2: him on my team I'm gonna have him donate it When it's donate into locks of love well i don't do locks Love, but, but yeah uh what do you do um there's a, pro, a program through pantene that i usually
3: oh okay
2: <clears throat> just because they're yeah they, they do it all as a charity whereas locks of love uh they had someone take over for a little while that was actually like charging people and whatever now they're back to doing it how they used to so i guess i shouldn't say anything negative about them that they're, they're they're doing it right again but
1: yeah you uh, you said you was pretty close, right? Last time we we kind of talked about this. You said yeah, I, I keep I keep debating it, but are you like holding off? Hold I uh,
2: I don't want to get haircuts, man. I hate it. <laughs> really? I mean, <laughs> I, I you know I can't have import. people touch me, right? Yes,
3: like, yes. We haircuts are people touching your face,
2: touching your head. It's not a good putting thing putting
3: their gross boobs against your shoulder. <laughs> don't talk about Joe that way. <laughs> Oh, Joe Mesa, I love that guy
2: I do too He's just one of the best human beings I've ever met oh, in my life now, that's he's the best He's like up,
3: He's like in his mid He is a handsome motherfucker for He's me. just a he's beautiful midf-
2: little 50s. koala bear
3: And his, bo- <laughs> his fiancé, Mike
2: Is quite possibly one of my favorite human oh, beings Oh, I love Mike Helensky's uh, just he works I, at, uh... In my phone, he is Polish pimp Mike motherfucking Helenski.
1: <laughs> Polish pimp What
2: am I in your phone? <laughs> Uh, shit. Be honest. Uh, no, now you're just Alex. Uh, and before on my contacts, uh, you were Alex. It's okay, Schubert. <laughs> <laughs> it Those first couple times we were talking about stuff, like I kept bringing up. Like I, I, I remember I asked you whether or not you were on the spectrum. Yeah. And I was like, I don't mean to be offensive with like, him. it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. And you said like six times. So that's how I put you on my phone the first time was Alex It's Okay Schubert.
1: <laughs> He's just clearing that up because I was giving an accent. What is the It's Okay
3: part about? The only person I have that's not, like, their straight-up name is our friend John Holmes. Um, and I have it as, ignore this number, it's probably Spam.
2: In my phone, he is Comrade John Holmes.
3: (laughs) Big fan of the CCCP.
2: Yeah, he's uh, he's Comrade John Holmes. Uh, Rami was in my phone as Rami, I'm not J. Cole Brown. (laughs) Because of the roots. Well, we had that conversation about J. Cole the day I got your phone number from you. Oh, yeah. And we were talking about J. Cole back and forth. Oh, yeah. You're like, well, not like I'm J. Cole. And I was like, I didn't think you were. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
3: J Cole, I will say, he has my favorite verse and one of my favorite workout songs. It's a uh, "Down Bad" by Dreamville. Yeah, oh, it's one of my favorite workout songs. And he is. I've tried to rap it a few times. I'm like okay at it. I'm not very good, but yeah, that that
1: song got a lot in it. Oh,
3: it's got it's got all of. I mean, it's got all i still of Dreamville in it. Yeah, but I, I, J Cole just rips it.
1: I, I feel like I haven't listened to that album enough.
3: I I haven't listened to it at all. But I, I've listened to Dom Bad just a fucking shit
1: time. But yeah, I didn't to that. that's a dope song. <laughs> oh, it's a great song. Just, I, I really like Boss. I um, learned who he was, of course, by listening to J Cole. I, I just like what they got going on over there. It's, it's authentic.
3: Yeah, because there's so much like future knockoffs. Oh yeah, yeah. They're all trying to be. They're all trying it's to be future. Nother,
2: <laughs> it's the whole, whole mumble rap game. Oh man, they got such great people who. Like Joyner Mocking Mumble Rap was Joiner
3: Lucas is fucking great. Lucky You is one of my favorite workout songs too. Uh,
2: everything he's done, even the way he's put his stuff out, like putting one song out at a time instead of a whole album.
1: Oh yeah, it, he, it's brilliant. It's, his his songs too. They 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 come out with substance to them. Yeah, you know what I mean like he ain't just. You can tell it's well thought like out. His videos and his rapping.
2: Yeah. And now, uh, like. Yeah, he's made jokes about Will Smith in the past, but like Will Smith's one of the biggest idols, and he made a song about Will Smith, and then Will Smith, that's a big move, actually. Jaden Smith sent it to Will, like this is my buddy. Joiner made a song about, and Will recorded a a, a what, not a response track, but like a track to go like a, a his version of it. Okay, and it's 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 beautiful. It's 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 like you see. Will Smith gives him like the recognition, of, like hey, don't.
1: Yeah, it was like him saying thanks for the big ups, and then he was giving big ups to other people, you know. And um, it, I mean, I was I was excited to hear the song just because Will Smith was kind of somebody I liked growing up. I wouldn't say he was one of my favorite rappers, but anything he made, I was like, oh, you know.
3: I mean, I mean, I mainly knew him from Fresh Prince about Bel- reruns of Fresh Prince of Bel Air because yeah. was that wasn't really on and I was, like, really watching TV that wasn't, like, you know, Barney or Wheel of Fortune. I had a weird childhood. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, I, mean, I was forced to watch Barney a few times, so it's
2: okay. Uh, luckily, my kid didn't go through the Barney phase. She was more of a... She liked Lord of the Rings. She really liked Gollum. That does not little.
3: surprise me about
2: Lily. My kid's... the. We talked about her so we were talking about her like before the
3: podcast and how she roasted me for being a DJ.
2: It pays the bills, you know what? But but how fucking funny is she? She's the funniest. Like, not just like in a I'm her dad, so I'm proud. Like, she's made me genuinely like drool on myself laughing. (laughs) With some of the shit she she's so fucking clever. It's it's I'm always she's impressed.
3: So, like she like graduated a year early, like and still to second top of the second in the her class. class. Yeah. That's nuts, dude.
2: I mean granted it's in Florida, so
3: Yeah, I was gonna say. She's got some wits about it. Man, and she roasted our friend Kyle for wearing a goddamn <laughs> nose ring. I remember that nose ring
2: too. Yeah, just her her she's got timing. She
3: Could she do stand up?
2: Yes, I think she could, and I I try to encourage her to, and she's like, well, I think I'd rather write for, like, a show or something than that, like, just how she stand-up, sees it. Stand-up, like, because, <clears throat> like, I've been doing stand-up for
3: a while, and, like, stand-up, like, elevates your writing in general. Like, it doesn't have to be, like, your passion. I mean, it could be, like, something you enjoy doing, but it doesn't have to be, like, this is what I want to do, and if you do stand-up, it could it could teach you to write for like shows. It could teach you, it teaches you, it teaches you joke
2: writing. Right. And I, I, I wouldn't put it past her that might be something she does at some point. Oh, I, I for sure. I remember uh, at one point she got in trouble at school and she called me to tell me she was in trouble, <laughs> but she was so excited about what she was in trouble for. And she, like, she knew I wasn't going to be mad because it was, uh, we were watching a Chad Daniels special oh, on best. YouTube. And uh, he has a bit about how AIDS is, if you get AIDS and it's not from a blood transfusion or you weren't born with it, it's your fault. Um, (laughs) So her class, this is my daughter in like, I think sixth grade. Um, Her class was trying to pick a charity to do a fundraiser for. Yeah. And one of the girls in her class was like, oh, we should do it for the AIDS. And Lily went animal because, you know, she (laughs) went like the, the, you know, South America... Animal Relief Fund or whatever her thing at the moment was. And this other girl was like, well, I think we should do it for the AIDS Foundation. And she goes, no, animals didn't do anything to deserve what's happening to them. <laughs> and the girl's like, what do you mean? You think people did something to deserve AIDS? And she goes, well, if you didn't get it from a blood transfusion or were <laughs> born with it, it's your fault. <laughs> and just basically damn. went Chad Daniels on this girl. I almost shared this. And uh, it was, she called me. She was so excited <laughs> to tell me. Because she knew I wasn't going to be like, well, you're wrong.
1: Like,
2: She knew I was going to have to be on her side just from a <laughs> logic standpoint. That it it was a very proud moment for me to hear her like, hey, I'm in trouble, but wait till you hear why.
3: <laughs> God, I want to have, like, because I, I so badly want to be a dad someday, but I also want to have that kid that's just a badass and so goddamn funny. <clears throat> And just and like the classic Chad Daniels line that you've referenced so many times, like I've sharpened the stick, I know how it pokes. Right, and that's (laughs)
2: I've used that term in reference to Lily because uh... there's no better way to say it. Like some of my comic friends and stuff that have been over are like, oh, should I tone it around? Should tone it down around Lily? Should like should I like watch what I say around her? And I'm like, you should watch what you give her to work with. (laughs) And Alex can attest to this. Yes, very personally, (laughs) she will pin you to the wall. She uh she will hold her own with anyone I've ever met and and busting balls. And she has a calm but aggressive well, good. delivery. Good she, thing I don't
1: say much. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, she's uh she. God, she's something else. Yeah, her graduation. Uh, they she's in Florida, so they actually had a real graduation. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, she she had I guess missed a couple too many days of school or whatever to be recognized with the awards or whatever. But she was okay. Right at the top of her class for, even graduating a year early still. So, of all the things that's I've done and real. fucked up horribly, that's that's one I can. I you passed
3: on someone. That's like so fucking funny, and, so, and I have
2: a I have a big head, but I can find a, find tiny hooks on which to hang my hat. That's <laughs> and, you're, and you're a proud papa. Yeah, it's a Stanhope reference. Just I know I stole it
3: from who? Stanhope. Oh, of course. My mom actually hung out, because Stanhope came to Go Bananas one night, and my mom got like plastered and was hanging out with him, and uh, it was like, my mom, my stepdad, and Stanhope and Bingo, which is Stanhope's girlfriend, wife, girlfriend, girlfriend. it's like kind of an Oprah and (laughs) Stepman kind of thing on something. Yeah. It's kind of like an Oprah and Stedman kind of thing. It's like a... It's a spiritual relationship.
2: Well, neither one of them are real... I mean... I love Bingo to Death. Like, me and her get along really well. And, uh... I've met her a handful of times, and, and she's always just been one of the most amusing... She's got a very interesting brain. I'll put it that yes. way. It's, so, it's broken, but in a great way.
3: That's what most comics are. Just broken... One of my favorite jokes I've ever heard was from a guy named Grant Gordon. He lives out in L.A. He said, A comedian is the last job robots will ever replace. Because no engineer would ever build anything as broken as a comedian. That's one of my favorite jokes I've ever heard. That's
2: a great joke. It's good so good. It.
3: I, I heard it. Uh, I did a show in Chicago. I did a show in Chicago, and I just fucking lost it from the back room. I saved it. I came at, I came across him on Facebook. I'm like, dude, I
2: rem- I still think about that joke constantly. <clears throat> uh, I think it's I might be misquoting, but I think it's Junior Stopka.
3: Okay. He's Stand Up's feature, right? One of Stand Up's He features. has
2: been, but he's I mean, he's on his own. He's just if you ever get a chance to see Junior he's I've seen i I've seen Junior Stopka. Like back in the day. But he's fantastic. He's he he wanted just I want to use the term visceral, but that sounds like I'm trying to be smarty pants, Scott. But okay. like, it's just that every joke is—you know where it came from. You can almost smell it on him, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, you can tell like, like the personal he, aspect of everything. Like he earned his jokes, if that makes sense. Yeah, and uh, he had one talk about like agents, and he was like, you couldn't replicate. What you have to do to somebody to make them an agent? I'm pretty sure it was him doing that joke, and it was so good. It might have been DJ Dangler, but I'm pretty oh, sure it was DJ's Junior. Great. Sobri- DJ's one of the sharpest Goddamn, dudes. He's such a good joke writer. It's uh what was his
3: opening joke that was so fucking funny? It's a uh so uh I went to a I went to get a haircut, and I told the the lady cutting my hair, I told her make me look sexy. And she just started drinking.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that day I, I I didn't know who he was the first time I saw him, and after like I had to walk up. It's not often I feel the need to like walk up to somebody like, "Hey, dude!" Crushed it. Like he's fun. He's so good. He's such a good joke writer.
3: Okay. So so back to Stanhope and my mom. My mom got plastered when hanging with Stanhope. But uh, I believe it was McLevy's at the time. So Stanhope like leaned over to I forget who it was, but she went, Is this bitch on ecstasy right now?
2: So uh I say next time Stanhope's in town. Yes. We get your mom some ecstasy. Yes.
3: Oh do you have access to it? You don't you um, don't have to answer that.
2: I'm gonna say no. <laughs> I see what I I, hear I what have you something dry. in my eye. <laughs> <laughs> but um I think I think that's how we should handle that.
1: Yeah.
2: Rami, here are your favorite comics, man? Are you a uh, stand up guy at all? I like
1: comedy. Um I'm not <laughs> um as into it as Lloyd is, so I I kinda ask him a lot of questions about the guys he shows me, but um I would say Dave Chappelle for sure. Of
3: course. Did you see the eight forty six thing he did?
1: I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched like literally like the last oh, 30, thirties, forty seconds. Oh, I know So I need to I need to go so back good. and watch that. Um I need
3: to go back and watch more sketch no, like, sketches. Uh, Corey,
1: yeah, Corey Holcomb. Um, okay, I
2: feel like he's an older guy. Um, he's not mid range. Okay.
1: What's uh Hannibal birds I like Hannibal. He's the guy that
2: out of Bill Cosby. Also, just another amazing joke. Right? Yeah, yeah,
1: Hannibal. He, he just got that like drastic humor to me. Like it's just he's just funny.
3: The main thing I remember him from was the the
2: Eric Andre show. He,
1: he was oh, so man. good on that. Yeah, but
2: I I I loved I loved Hannibal Burris from the first set of his I saw it was just like a ten minute set he did. I think it was a Laughing Skull maybe, but it was on that
3: club is amazing. <laughs> yeah, Laughing Skull Atlanta. Atlanta
2: is it's it's just a beautiful setup. It's it, it's it works so well for comedy. It's, it's... I
3: forget what the the restaurant is, like <laughs> the you walk through to get to the club, but I asked him like, how do you get to the club? And part of the directions, I swear to God, take a left at the penis. <laughs> There's like a giant penis sculpture in the restaurant and then you just take a left at it, you go downstairs and you're
2: fucking in the laughing skull. I adore that club. <clears throat> but yeah, it was wow. just a little ten minute clip of his and as soon as I saw it, I went. That's a Chicago guy.
3: Oh, a hundred percent.
2: Like he's, him, he's got
3: Kane, Kin- TJ Miller. They're all Chicago guys. Yeah, Bronger...
2: Uh, oh,
3: I, Matt Bronger's is one of the nicest people I met because I did a I did a guest spot for him in Dayton last year.
2: He's his shovel fighter joke is is one of the greatest things. Like cause Matt just,
3: Bronger is one of those underrated comedians there is.
2: Yeah, uh, him, Rory Scoville, and Matt. Uh, Bruno, Bronner...
0: Kurt
3: Brunner, Kurt
2: Brunner. God damn it! I said I was about to say Matt Bronner. Uh, yeah, Kurt Brunner. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I, uh, I I saw three of them together, Dude. and I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" Right, like it, it like almost overwhelmed me because Scoville closed it. Scovel's was one of the funniest. people And he was wearing it. a shirt that was way too small for him. <laughs> never addressed it at all in the entire set. The, his like belly button and lower stomach <laughs> are hanging out. And he just goes on and does that very. If you don't know who R- Rory Scoville is, he's, he's got his own brand of brand. comedy. Yeah. <laughs> very, very silly, silly, silly fellow. But yeah, that show was so good. He literally was, has a
3: special called Rory. on Netflix called Rory Scoville Tries Stand Up for the First Time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> 11 years into his comedy career.
3: Oh, he's. He's legitimately the one, and just <coughs> midway through, he just randomly
2: interviews Jack White. <laughs> he's an odd, odd cookie, but, but he is so goddamn funny.
3: Who else you like besides like
2: Chappelle? And uh, Animal? Bill and, Burr. I like
1: Bill uh, Burr.
3: Yeah, have you seen the the thing I always reference with Bill Burr is the Philadelphia incident? Yes, uh, yes. I showed Tommy the Billy rant, and, and I it
1: feel like the first time every time. I just he just I'm goes off him. like dude, I just I'm like walking through the building doing work. It just Bill uh, so Burr is, is hilarious. Uh, I, handles, I like Daniel Tosh. He is people
3: people forget that Tosh is actually really fucking funny. Yes,
2: it, it, he's again one of those guys who his jokes are. There's no
1: fat in his jokes. There's none, and he just keeps firing. <clears throat> uh, he had
3: a joke that he told on Premium Blend that he uh, do you see his Premium Blend set where it's like you always see like the people nominated for awards like they're only in the front of the they're only in the front of the auditorium like you never see that person's in the back it's like and the award goes to just a random person. They're just he just like acts out someone scooting through the rows <laughs> and just running through the auditorium. And he's not so a dude. fucking funny.
2: His comedy's not the kind of thing where you would expect an act out to be that good, but he plays the act out so well. Uh, like, uh, Drew Carmichael used to open for him.
3: Oh, on the June Gloom tour.
2: And uh, Carmichael doesn't act out in his. Uh, love from the store, the one on HBO. Okay. He doesn't act out of his, he's like the, I think the worst time to forget your car keys is when a dad's decided to leave his family. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he walks back in the house and like, Daddy, Daddy, you're back. And he's like, no, no, hold on. And he just does like this, like, like creepy walk over and then like the, the three fingers out picks up his keys. Like, all right, I gotta, I gotta go now. Like, and he's like, I like that act out more than the joke is worth. And I think, I think that's got to be one of those things he learned from, like, Tosh rarely uses the act out, but when he does, it's just... Because Tosh is a very socially anxious person.
3: He has horrible social anxiety.
2: Yeah, uh, a friend of mine made a joke about uh, pitching a show of finding people like Bo Burnham, uh, Tosh, whatever, people who just can't socially function, and then just following them around with a camera all day for, like, six months. <laughs> See really? how they Watching act? them unravel. Really? It, it, it was just a between me and him, he was just making a... That's, that would be But I would watch that show.
3: That's just fascinating as fuck.
2: Like, yeah, just think about just being able to follow around people like that who can't.
0: Yeah.
1: What's the, um... The one comic um, you showed me, he, he has a dress, it's a humorous wheel, the tall guy... Uh, crap. I can't Metzger? think of his name. Probably. He, he like, uh, his background was like a bunch of, like, big ice glaciers. He has really, like, his sense of humor is, like, really, like, his jokes. He, he do not really get excited when he tells his jokes. I'm trying to think of the. I ice can't think of his He had, like, the. Damn it.
3: Metzger's another guy that's very funny. Metzger. He ha- his joke about, um, <clears throat> uh, what, the, what the fuck is it? The TLC show, the one with the the child beauty pageants.
2: Oh, the uh, yeah. Oh, He's so like, sorry, fun. Canada, if you have unfuckable kids, but here in America, <laughs> Kurt his. If you watch the his special White Precious, yes, I will say without question, that's one of the best. As far as, as joke writing goes, one of the best specials. Toddlers and Tiaras. Yes. That's the show. And he has a joke about Terry the Smoker from those, uh... (laughs) And the turn on that is so perfect. Metzger is fucking great, man. And he's just... He can't... He can't rein himself in, and he, he shoots himself in the foot with becoming as popular as he should be by saying whatever the fuck he thinks. yeah, Just in the wrong way, so often. But... His podcast he's doing now... What does he do? Um,
3: Because he's part of the Legion of Skanks, right? No. I thought he was for some reason. Mm
2: -mm. He's been on there a lot, but... Yeah. He has a podcast now. I think it's called, like, uh... I think it's called Can't Get Right, or something like that. Like, Neil Brennan was just on it. Okay. And their conversation is fascinating. Because Neil's
3: been at Stan... Because Neil, like, co-created the Chappelle Show... He's been at it for
2: a while. Yeah, Neil's one of the funniest people that you don't know who is. His uh, three mic special is—it's it, just a brilliant way of going about it. it, it he sets up three different microphones on a stage. One of them's for like one liners. One of them's for really like personal. Have you never? Have you know, I—I yeah. I remember watching the special, but it was just forever ago. Yeah, I remember you had it up. Yeah, so Rami has been inundated with Lloyd's
3: favorite comedians.
2: <laughs> yeah, have you seen Dave Attell yet? Yep, Dave Attell. Uh, I remember when I showed You, you got did the show Insomniac? Little bald dude, just super quick. Oh, I remember you laughing a lot when I was showing it to you. one of my, Attell
3: is my favorite comic.
2: I will say that I've I've probably abused Rami's uh, <laughs> sensibilities with the amount of shit I throw at him while we're at work. Yeah.
1: So, some of them, some of them, I, you know, I'll stand there and really, like, try to catch up with who they are and, and the different stand because he'll put on different, you know, different um, tapes of them or whatever, but some guys, I just, you know, be a little too dark for me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I have the so darkest let me, sense let me, of humor right now.
3: I mean, like, I, like, nothing, of, <coughs> like, nothing offends me.
2: I don't, I'm on the opposite side of the spectrum of you, so, like, literally nothing offends me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> nothing, <laughs> like, it's nothing, no, like, nothing, barely anything gets you, like, uh.
2: I don't, I just don't possess that reaction. It's just not in my toolkits. So there's so many things I'll play where Rami's looking going to be like, what the fuck is this Yeah. so I'm going to preface this by saying Rami is genuinely one of the nicest people I know like his just demeanor who he is as a human being is nice I he's a that. nice person
1: I just have to act like that around these guys no it, yeah, you,
2: you whatever but he's so caring that he gets upset on other people's behalf in a way that is so foreign to me that it's near magic yeah <laughs> Cause he gives a shit about everyone. That's
3: the, the that's the best kind of people.
2: So, He's make me I've only known Rami for what a couple years. He's one of my favorite human beings I know. He, uh, uh, that's not a that's not hyperbole. That's not appreciate uh, that man. Yeah, He's a genuinely nice person. Appreciate that. Like we've had very very real, very very vulnerable conversations about like our children and mm-hmm. things like that. Do you
1: have a kid? Yeah. How's How your kid? I got three. I got uh, two boys and a girl. <coughs> How old Four, are they? 14, 12, and 10. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. man. They were just...
3: Having three teenagers at the same time is about to happen. Yeah. How How's that feel? How's that, like... I, I like I'm like a therapist right now. How does it make you feel?
1: Uh, Like I told Lloyd, amongst others, I um, I consult with him. You know, I consult with my older cousin because you know, he has children older than mine or whatever, I kind of grew up with his kids, but you have those moments where you just trying to figure out if you're doing the right thing or whatever, so I like to just kind of bounce what I'm thinking off of him sometimes, and be like, especially with my daughter because she's the only girl. And,
3: and your daughter's 10?
1: Yeah, and oh, yeah. Um, she's a lot like me, so she, <laughs> I know she's going to start to have those attitude moments here soon, oh, but... Yeah. She's cool.
3: I feel like that's a good dynamic to have. Those like <clears> two <throat> older brothers are, like, slightly older. Yeah. Because they're, like, they'll be protective and they won't, like...
1: Man, she really hold her own. Um, so that's, that's why that's I really bounce a lot of stuff off of Lori. Like, you know, how do you react to this? Or, you know, what do you say? Or, you know, even sometimes, like, how much freedom do you give, you know, her on, on this? Or, you know, how did that yeah. happen when she was this age or whatever? Stuff so. to figure out. Because, yeah. like,
3: one thing, I, if, like, if I have a kid one day, I'm going to be, like... I'm going to teach them self-awareness.
1: Yeah. Because I had
3: none as a teenager.
1: And I think that's what we probably um, probably harp on the most when yeah. we do get on the subject is literally just making sure that they are fully aware of, you know, how the world is and don't really sugarcoat anything with them, but teach them to be smart about it at the same time. So.
3: Yeah, because people are, like, getting, like... I feel like people, like, in good and bad ways, are getting, like, increasingly nicer. Yeah. They're, like... To the point where they're not going to tell you what you're doing wrong. They're too afraid of confrontation.
2: Yeah. I was saying, in one conversation, Rami called me both a dream crusher. <laughs>
1: and he's like, you're like the person you go to for wisdom. You yeah. know what I'm talking about? Because it's, I, I I definitely, I'm one of those people I feel like you, you know, a lot of stuff is necessary. So, you, may, you know, it's just like that simple, like, you, you know, this ain't what you want to hear, but you need to hear it. Yeah. So a lot of times I go to him, knowing that I'm have to get that kind of reaction, but I just want to see like where he goes with it. So you know,
3: see where he goes with just yeah advice about like raising teenagers and or
1: people. shit anything, man. You know, life I'm, situations. I'm, you know, I talked about stuff with my brother with him or whatever. So
3: yeah, one thing I learned as a teenager: don't invite your crush over for guitar hero and chill. That does not work. <laughs> I have a joke about that that's a whole. That's a completely true story. It was a very shameful moment for Alex Schubert. As a, I want to say I was 17 at the time.
2: I would imagine there was probably a handful of those, right? What do you mean? It was a shameful moments. So. Oh,
3: 100%. I think the worst one for me, one of the worst ones. <laughs> Guitar Hero is probably number one. Number two was... <laughs>
1: I would never play Guitar Hero, so... I I love when Robbie breaks like that.
2: that. (laughs) He'll do this... I hear that laugh where it's like, <laughs> that that and it, it always just, builds and they finally breaks on it. It's one of my favorite things to watch because
1: it's like you you hear something funny and you're like, okay, that's funny, but then when it actually resonates to how you see life, then it's like that's another that's level of, of laugh. So like, oh,
3: I it's like one of those things like you can't hold it in anymore. Right.
1: So you know when you said like my mistake was playing guitar here, I was like, that's funny, but then I was it like, I would never. Play I invited guitar Hero. her
3: over to my parents' place <laughs> when I was home alone. And I don't even know if I was trying to bang her. I was just trying to impress her with like,
2: "Oh, I can hit this solo!" And just like, watch how love my fingers forever. Leave. Watch how my fingers shred up this plastic controller. Yeah.
3: My number Imagine two. Imagine what
2: they can do to your little.
3: My number two mistake. That was that was as a fucking junior. I was eight, at that time. I was less than eight months from being able to vote. Think about that. Guitar hero and chill. Eight months later, decide who's on the city council.
2: Um, I'm I'm gonna have to take a mulligan on this one because I I started younger than most people probably <laughs> should.
3: Define started. I think I think I know what you mean. When I
2: first had sex, I was much younger than
3: I was much older.
2: I, I had an older brother who lied to someone about how old I was.
3: That's right. I think he told me that.
2: Oh, he, he got you in the door. Uh, he just wanted to bang this other chick, so he lied to her friend and told her that I was 16.
1: He wasn't even 16. Would it would it would it have went down if he went not allowed at your age? I I doubt it. So he got you in the door.
2: Yeah, I'm not I'm not disputing. <laughs> I'm just
1: saying like here's
2: the setup. He right. I didn't I didn't That's have what's up, man. I didn't have sex
3: until like well after I was a teenager. It's like part of me is like I wish I would have known like what it's like to have done that. But part of me is like if you have sex with someone as a teenager, like when you're in high school and it doesn't go well, you still have to be in that building with that same person every <laughs> single day, five days a week. Sometimes you're in the same class and it's awkward,
2: and you're talked about.
1: I'm about to say it's gonna get talked about regardless. Yeah, it, it, I. Uh, that's the reality. <laughs> you
2: uh, can't even I have. am. Uh, I'm not a rat in any situation. I'm ten toes down. Top. No, <laughs> to nah, I mean, it, no one knew half the shit that I. <clears throat> None got passed around high school that I did, except for the shit that I couldn't keep quiet. Other than that, people would find things out later
1: and be like, "Really? Like." Yeah. I understand that. I, I had moments like that, too.
3: But I was saying, the second most embarrassing <laughs> thing I did was my freshman year. This actually might be funnier. Um, there was a girl I had a crush on the entire year, and one day I'm like, you know what? This is going to be my thing. I'm going to get her. I decided to sing to her in the high school cafeteria. Right, you're
2: going to have to stop.
3: Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> uh, it, it wasn't like on a stage. It was just like next to her, like where she was sitting. Uh, like looking back, I'm just like I cringed like as hard what as. I
1: What was her reaction as you were singing to so it... I think she was just like, you, know. you
3: know what it was. it's it's not too dissimilar to what your reaction is right now." I'm <laughs> <laughs> not <enough> to cry, <laughs> dude. You're
2: fine. Crack. Enjoy the moment. You're hearing about oh, this for the wow. first time. Uh, here's a, before we get into anything football related. Here's a fun story of. I'll tell you a fun story of how my the, the interaction with that girl ended. Lloyd Brain in, like, high school. Okay. Uh, there was this girl I really liked that we had met. And me and my friend Sam had met her and her friend. And I, it was one of the first times I was like, hey, I'm really into this. Okay. And uh, <laughs> so me and Sam met them at Forest Fair Mall, which is now same Mills Which is a ghost town How about to some Empty space Kemper. With a
1: bounce house On the end of yeah, it That's pretty yeah. it That's
3: pretty, Kemper, it. Right? pretty much yeah, it yeah, it's, it's I think I've driven Past that It's like I think they did Like a segment on it About I how I forget like a, how
2: young You are <laughs> I am
3: a 27 Almost 28 year old Little boy
2: Right I, I, I went there When you could still Smoke on the Ferris wheel <laughs> <laughs> Which they don't Have a Ferris wheel And you do Those are the right. times
1: man. I ain't Go in there And get your little Wristband And hit all the rides That's and, like Mall of America yeah, but uh, so the, this girl that I like, we we
2: hung out a couple of times at the mall, and then her and her friend invited me and Sam to a movie. Oh, and we went to a movie, and it was City of Angels with Nicolas Cage and Meg Ryan.
3: Oh, Meg, Meg a Meg Ryan movie is a very like <clears throat> if there's a movie you watch where you pull off the yawn and put your arm around your date. I, I
2: wish I was that smooth. So,
3: I mean, you, I mean, you don't have to be smooth. You're, they're either into it or not. Well, I'm just. Uh,
2: let me finish the story, and then you can understand why I say I wish.
0: I will so, let you finish the story. We're
2: watching that. Uh, me and Sam are watching that movie. And It's me, the girl that I was trying to date, the girl he was trying to date, and then Sam sitting in seats in a movie theater. Okay. And this movie is fucking just. It's such a chick flick. It's awful. And Nicholas Cage gives up being an angel to be with this woman. Whatever. And we're just suffering through it and kind of looking at each other across the seats every once in a while. (laughs) Like, trying not to laugh. And then there's a scene where after Nicholas Cage has given up being an angel to be a human to be with Meg Ryan. Where she's riding her bicycle to the store. And then it smash cut. (laughs) To a logging truck, and my head and Sam's head whips so hard you can almost hear them. <laughs> to look at each other, and our eyebrows were in our hairlines. Like, oh, like, <laughs> and he just started laughing. No, we, not not yet. Final destination moment. <clears throat> but like you, you see her riding her bike, and she puts her arms up as she's riding down the hill, like, oh, it's so blissful and happy. And then it just smash cuts to a giant truck with logs all over, it, like fell in the back and me and him like I swear I heard his neck turn towards me (laughs) as I whipped my head towards him and then it goes on with the scene and she's riding down the hill with her hands up and whatever and after Nicolas Cage gives up being an angel to be with this woman she gets hit by a truck and me and Sam spend five minutes trying so hard not to laugh that I literally had blood in my mouth (laughs) From biting my tongue and lip. And then Sam cracked. He goes... (laughs) (laughs) It was just that sound. It was... (laughs) Of him, like, not being able to hold the laugh in. And me and him started laughing so fucking hard (laughs) that, like, my stomach hurt. And I don't know if you've ever been in... I don't know if you've ever had to stand outside of a movie theater waiting for two girls who did not want to see you as everyone else in that movie theater walked by you and stared at you with pure hate. Wow. Me and Sam were standing there, and everyone who walked out knew who we were and hated us with every bit of who they were. Like I've never seen people like... Like, people hated me like I had just assaulted a family member <laughs> when they walked out of there because they were so emotionally tied in. And we, I mean, when I say we lost it and started laughing, I mean, like, think of when you first watch Old School and fucking uh, uh, Stiffer shoots himself in the neck with a dart and he's like,
1: well, was like hey.
2: or Will Fellow <laughs> shoots himself in the neck with a dart and he's like, hey, shoots yourself in the neck with a dart and it slows down like that perfect comedy laugh. Me and Sam laughed like that for the rest of the movie. Like, until the credits were rolling, me and Sam were also rolling. We were dying, dying laughing. And the two girls in between us couldn't have hated us anymore at that moment. They could not have, like, if we had murdered their fathers with their mother's severed heads, they couldn't have hated us more. Damn. And then everyone who walked out of the theater Me and Sam were literally standing outside the door And everyone just walks by and just gives us that look like You human trash Like everyone was so invested And they were so into it I don't know if you've ever had a group of people hate you that much While you're with somebody Who finds it as hilarious As you do Hold on. That each person Hold on. hates you
1: or you guys still laughing outside
2: We were laughing worse When we were- like, you see, like, a 42-year-old dude. <laughs> All right, so this is a real situation. There's a 40-something-year-old guy with a backwards hat and a pair of sunglasses on his backwards hat with his the tips of his hair dyed blonde and his goatee dyed blonde at the end, wearing <clears throat> a Sepultura hockey jersey. And he stepped out, and he just looked at me and Sam and just... Like, his, his lips turned down in, like, a comical level of a frown. And he just nodded at both of us. For I mean, he it might not sound like you. long, for but a good 35, 40 seconds. This guy just stared at us with, the, with like, the <laughs> most aggressive frown face you can make and nodded no at us. And me uh. and Sam were <laughs> drooling laughing as this dude who clearly sees himself as a badass like he had, he had boots with flames on him oh god he's wearing a, a Salvatore jersey which i love Salvatore but if you're wearing a Salvatore hockey jersey go fuck yourself <laughs> uh wallet chain backwards hat with the sunglasses on like wallet chain <laughs> yeah like a, like if guy fieri was kind I of I was scary about show, like
1: when you talking about guy fieri <laughs> Well,
2: like if guy fieri was kind of scary it was this guy and he just he stopped as his family walked past us and just aggressive frown face nodded no at us.
3: That's amazing.
2: And we were dying, dying laughing the entire time. And then the two girls who were there with walk out near the end of the crowd. And are like, you two are such assholes! <laughs> and my buddy Sam, who... I love Sam to death, but this might be the funniest moment of his life that I'm aware of. He looks at me he goes, (laughs) Asshole! And I literally lost my ability to stand up for about ten seconds. So, as everyone in that theater hates us with every bit of their being, they're now walking past us as they leave and we're still dying. (laughs) 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 Only like intensifying this hate and it it really became a point where I was just reveling in like how much everyone hated me at that moment (laughs) but it was I can't even see Meg Ryan now without that coming back into my head without that
3: Nicolas Cage story
2: it's uh I've, I've not watched that movie since that day
3: I don't blame
2: you Cause I feel like I'd have An aneurysm Even trying to Touch reliving Some part of that
3: It's like So Al Jackson Is a quote Where he was on a cruise ship And he uh, Have you heard that story? Where he was on a cruise ship And he went to see a show And he laughed super hard That's one of those laughs You only get like Twice in your whole life
2: Al Jackson sat in the chair You're sitting in now And we're actually This is back when I did Four assholes in Ohio Okay um, yeah, there's a ticket up there he signed. He did a show downstairs in the Hamilton.
3: Oh, yeah, he's so fucking funny.
2: And me and Al get along good. You
3: love him. He's fucking great.
2: He's He actually does like him. I'm showing him. Okay. But me and Al got along really well. And he did a show downstairs and at, at the bar. At the Hamilton? Yeah. And, uh, he murdered. I don't know. Oh, I don't doubt him. that. It just in that small and intimate of a setting... That is his. That's him spreading honey butter on a fucking cinnamon roll. <laughs> <clears throat> it was just perfect. It was so,
3: so uh, one of my favorite uh, movie theater stories. I found this on Reddit. I read this like once every couple months because I find it so funny. It said a uh, the question. It was on Ask Reddit. It said uh, what's the hardest you can ever remember laughing. It says, uh, my wife, cousin, and I sitting in the movie theater watching Batman vs. Superman, and it's said, towards the end of the movie, right after Superman dies, the whole theater was silent. There's a funeral scene, and the theater is just sitting in silence, when a large black man voice from the other side of the theater goes, oh, that's some bullshit. <laughs> he said, his cousin and I, my cousin and I lost it. Tears running down our face, laughing as we watch images of Superman's casket being buried. It was one of those laughs that you try to contain silently, but just end up laughing harder. <laughs> That's exactly what Lloyd's was. I mean, I, my the story I had was a lot shittier, but Lloyd's story was just so fucking funny. The fact that it pissed people off. What, Lloyd? Are you pissing right now?
0: Yeah.
3: Okay. Um. Because have you listened to a big diamond Matt? Matt Bronger's album, Big Dumb Animal? Yes. Because he has a joke where he went to see uh, the movie The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo.
0: <laughs> Do you know what this joke is? Yep.
3: So he went to see the movie uh, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, and in the movie there's a horrific rape scene, and there's a joke coming, and it's not about that. Yeah. I'm sorry, is this we bought a zoo? <laughs> yeah. So, so so the whole theater's sitting there, and they all feel fucking awful. And my buddy Al, who's a dickhead from Chicago, leans next to me and only loud enough for me to hear. Goes, "I'm sorry." sorry. Is, is this, this we bought a zoo? <laughs> zoo? He's like, "Son of a fucking bitch!" I start <laughs> laughing. The whole theater turns. What the fuck? They're like he's like, "No, no, 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 no." no, no. <laughs> it's not about that. People are like holding their kids as they walk out.
2: God damn. Uh, yeah, that. that I, I'm not going to lie, the story I just told is it's one of the funniest moments I've ever experienced in my life, and like, to this, to this day, I, my buddy Sam, the guy I was talking about in the story, he's been through a lot of shit, and he's been very tough to maintain a friendship with, and, but every time I, I even remotely, like, talk to him or he message me or what, yeah. That Let's is the first that. moment I remember. Like, I remember me and him stealing spark plugs out of his mom's car so she couldn't go sell the TV to buy drugs. Holy fuck. Like, that. Like our friendship was very intense early on. But I guarantee you, if you ask him to this day, that's the first memory. What well, no, that's the second memory. The first memory is when we realized that you can't do hallucinogens at a haunted house. <laughs> That's a whole different story that we'll we'll go into a different time. But that's number one. That's uh, Sam vomited in one of the spiral tunnels oh, oh. while sitting down with his oh, like arms in the fun house kind of thing. In the the haunted house at Forest Fair again. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, Sam made it about halfway through that like the spinning room. Yeah. Where it's that tunnel going around you with all the colors and whatever. Yeah. He made it about halfway through and he sits down and hugs the handrail. Oh, and then no. vomited off to his side so that as it was going around like he's sitting there hugging a the rail and there's just vomit raining down <laughs> randomly beside him. Uh, I got right up to that part where it starts where the swing room is. I was like, nope. And I just turned around and looked away and I went, as long as I don't look that way it doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, upshot of that story real quick. Is, yes, it took Six security guards and a Hamilton County Sheriff to get us out of there, because they had to walk us back through the entire line of. Oh, that's because I I utterly refused to go through the spinny part. Oh, I don't doubt that. I don't blame uh, to the you. point where everyone that was there, so most of you listeners might not know, I'm not a little person. <laughs> I'm uh I'm about six and a half foot tall, two hundred and seventy ish pounds. Yeah. Um, if you're a security guard at a mall, you're probably not going to move me unless I want to move. <laughs> um, if you're a Hamilton County Sheriff, you're probably not going to move me unless I want to move. <laughs> and I utterly refused to go to the spinning part. So we literally walked backwards through the haunted house. The spinning part's at the very end. Literally on the other <coughs> side of the spinning part is the exit of the haunted house. Oh yeah, 100%. We walked all the way back through the entire haunted house, through the line, and outside, and then they let me drive home. <laughs> oh, shit. I don't
3: know how they would let you do that.
2: I don't either, but hey.
3: <laughs> you think you, you would, you, do you think you made the bets on whether you'd make it home or not?
2: No, I think they were just happy to have the whole episode behind them. By yeah. the time we're all done, it wasn't. It, it's not a fun story like the movie. Yeah, it's a much. <laughs> the more movie's
3: a fun story, dude. I I've never
2: laughed that hard in my life. Like I remember being I sore love the, for days afterwards. I, and, I
3: remember the hardest. The one of the hardest <coughs> I ever laughed was I was in freshman year of high school. Went to a small Christian school, and it was like it was like a perfectly normal school, just kind of weird quirks, but. Uh, we were going through like the, the scientific method, and, uh, and we kind of like, tied it to like, asking a girl out. It's like, if your conclusion is that she says no, what do you do? And my friend said, test your theory again, by ask, basically asking her out again. And I laughed so hard that my teacher, Miss Josephic, kicked me out of class.
2: My problem is, is, in situations like that, I always say the worst thing possible. And oh, I don't yeah. know. I don't know what motivates that, but it really is built into my head. And I feel like Rami could probably attest to this. By the way, I react to shit at work. Someone was like, "Oh, what's you?" I was like, "Chloroform." That would have been my answer. <laughs> yeah. Not it's that I that, like, does this towel smell like chloroform. Not that that's <laughs> like I would be appalled if someone actually meant it, but that would be my answer. That would. Yeah. <clears throat> like funny first, that would be the way I went about. Just. Try how, about, how about Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> how about
3: Patrick Mahomes? So so in, anyway, did people make bets on whether you made it home or, home that
2: night or not? No, I, I dude, I have no idea. I was so fucked up.
3: But if they uh, if they made bets, you know where they go? Do you, where do you think they would go?
2: Um Well the fact that I like I I verbally dressed them down probably made it seem like I was much more coherent than I was. Yeah. Because at one point, he was like, dude, the exit's right over there. And I went, what's behind me does not exist right now. Yeah. So the only option you have right now is to tell these people to step to one side, and we'll make a clear exit through this entire thing, and I will be just fine once we do that. Yes. So I got very calmly, but admittedly aggressively, stated my case for walking back through the entire haunted house. Yes. Yes. So they probably thought I was much more together than I was. Uh Uh-huh. Because I remember getting into the car and then being like, Sam, can you call Jen to come get us? And his sister drove up there, parked her car, drove us home, and then the next day I had to take her back up to get her car. Because I was not.
1: Yeah. I I was not. Do you remember
2: driving home? I drove like one street down to that intersection where the, there's a UDF and there's a Skyline across the street. And, Are you yeah. talking about in Clifton? <clears throat> no, uh, on Winton Road by 275. Okay. <clears throat> and I pulled in that Skyline parking lot and I was like, I cannot drive home because I can't see traffic lights. And Sam goes, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and I went, all right, we're gonna have, we for sure need someone else to do this. So we we called a <laughs> sister and she came and got us. But so I guarantee they placed bets on whether
3: you made it home that night. And you know what website they would use to place bets? <laughs>
2: I love the segues. Yes, yes, yes. Go. They would
3: go to betonline.ag. Uh, there is no shortage of action going on with our partners over at betonline.ag. The sports world is slowly making its way back with the NBA announcing its return in late July. But right now, UFC, boxing, NASCAR, and international soccer have all <coughs> resumed play. And BetOnline has the best odds and lines for their upcoming games and matches. Lloyd, quit shaking your head. <coughs>
2: I I realize now how hard you're trying to hit. this. Yes, <laughs>
3: I was trying to because I got to do I, two of these in episode.
2: Yes, it's it, it, it was a great segue and I missed it. And you're fine, but it was we
3: got there. We eventually got there.
2: I appreciate it. Yeah.
3: But you need more. Bet online has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening live every day for our devout gamblers to check out. Bet online also offers hundreds of live casino games poker tournaments, and the best props in the business. Visit betonline.ag on your computer or mobile device and join now to receive your welcome bonus. Betonline.ag, your online wagering experience. Rami, I don't blame you for getting up and stretching a little bit because you're on... My
1: cheeks, they fall asleep.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, your, your booty cheeks fall asleep and you're... Man, you're late.
2: <sighs> I, uh... <laughs> I appreciate Rami doing this. I know he has to work at six AM so It's all good, baby. Yeah. Oh
3: are you working at the zoo? Yeah, I gotta work tomorrow. more. Yeah. I just found out I'm off work tomorrow, so I'm like, hell yeah,
2: let's fucking let's fucking party. Rami's had to deal with me through all of this where uh <laughs> I've been in the middle of like a really bad flare up for like the past two months of like yeah. I I can barely walk some days. Yeah. And he's been a fucking champion just
3: Get her done. Yeah. So uh, we can segue I from. <laughs> I don't think there's been a lot of Bengals news over the last. <laughs> last month or no, two. I
1: go, man.
2: It's just like. No, but there's been. Uh, there, there's, there's been some fun news. Yeah, there's so, been some fun
3: stuff. Yeah, so let's segue into that. What the fuck happened last week? Break. Um. <laughs> <clears throat> The big thing that happened, uh, was it yesterday, like two days ago from when we uh, recorded this episode, um, Patrick Mahomes got fucking paid. Paid! Holy fuck. It was like a 10-year uh, maximum... Half a million dollar. Maxi- half a billion. Or half a billion, sorry. Uh, 10 years maximum $503 million contract. That's unbelievable. But it's also believable, considering he's coming off of a Super Bowl, he's Literally the best quarterback in the NFL.
2: No question. Do you know who's smiling ear to ear right now? Fucking Dak Prescott. I would I be... don't. Honestly. I, mean, it...
3: I think the Cowboys are like kind of panicking right now yeah. because I'm, Dak's not going to get Mahomes money. Oh, know? No, no, no,
2: but that definitely
1: just pushed up what he, whatever he was going Oh, get. yeah, he's going to
3: 35, 40 so.
1: million a year. I don't think so. He just turned down two contracts that I feel like was worth what he's worth right now. Right, but he's got tagged this year. If he
2: doesn't sign a deal, he's getting 30 for me. He's getting six times what Mahomes will make this year.
3: Well, Mahomes if was he, only he, making he, like $2 million this year, but that's also with his contract. Well, he's, he's making five, endorsements. Five point okay, one.
1: How, how many years does Prescott have left on his current contract? I think he's he's still on his rookie deal.
2: No, yeah, he's last year he bet on himself and played for two million for the year. If he
1: does decide, he'll get the
2: thirty four point six, which is five times what Mahomes will make this year.
1: And then what? (laughs) Shop around for a new team? No, because
3: I think he's the Dallas Cowboys guy right now. Short
2: of like the Cowboys going like a Dalton route or a like someone secured built in.
3: The Dalton signing was Dak holdout insurance,
2: right? But I'm saying unless they decide to go that route, if they franchise him next year, it's 1.25 whatever he's making times whatever he's making this year. But <sighs> I think, like, the thing with football players is they believe, and I think
3: Jadavion Clowney is a great just, example of this. Yeah, they believe they are worth more than
2: they actually are. I think whoever Dak's manager is knows what they're. Then they know what they're going to be doing. Well, if they get him to sign a one-year one contract, knowing that they've basically said that they would franchise him again if they had to... Who else would they franchise? Do you
1: think they knew something about this deal that just happened for Mahomes? No, I don't
2: think they knew. Jerry Jones doesn't... He's not afraid of fucking spending money. Jer, Jerry oh, Jones no, doesn't... he,
0: fr-
3: he fr- yeah. He set the market for running backs when he signed Zeke to that extension. Right, that's what I'm
2: saying. Jerry Jones doesn't give a shit about spending money on it. It's... it's. I think the way that Dak has handled it and the fact that he waited until... Like, I think they knew that deal had to be figured out. Yeah. And that's probably why he hasn't sat at the table to find out what they were going to offer him. Yeah. But now that that deal is on the table... it's got to be a reference point in any negotiation going forward it's going to be for like quarterbacks so let's just say for a while like, right but let's just say dak signs a 3 year which is what dallas is pretty they usually do dak
1: about. is
3: going to want not in the money range of mahomes but definitely like in the neighborhood
2: year wise no, i no, feel no. like he's going to want a sh- much shorter contract really yeah yes because what dak wants is dak wants to play a couple years for Dallas and then to be able to sign that end of career contract with someone like Green Bay or Pittsburgh or someone who will throw money at not having one bad season. I would not be
3: surprised at Pittsburgh.
2: Right, but uh, that's what I'm saying, Green Bay, Pittsburgh, yeah, there's, oh, teams, that, there. <coughs> there's has... teams that are Chicago. There's teams that there seems that will throw money at somebody to not have even one bad season. And I think whoever Dax manager is understands that. Yeah. The same way that Stafford's deal ends with Detroit after a certain point, and he'll try to sign that big end of career contract with another team. Stafford.
1: I think with everything that factors into this type of situation where you got the Stephen A's and everybody commenting on it and a lot of people are gonna definitely separate Dak Prescott from Mahomes and he's nowhere near his caliber. He's not. Right, we, right. But I, I'm just saying like I think that's gonna factor in his next offer. Uh, oh, even right. you know, even before this yeah, I think it did. Saying, yes. But I in my opinion, you turned down two really good offers that I felt like he should have took, especially the second one. And at the most it
2: may be like two hundred for him. See, but I'm gonna disagree yeah. next that offer. I think it was brilliant of his representation, whoever's managing him, to not sign anything before that deal came through. Because everyone knew that deal was gonna be something different.
1: The Mahomes thing? Yes. Yeah. Oh
2: yeah. Everyone knew that had to be like everyone knew that was in talks. Everyone And what was he gonna sign so what what was Dak's reference point before? The Mahomes deal, the Dalton deal, the 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 Breeze deal from a couple. I don't years think ago. it was the Dalton
3: deal because I think Dak. What a lot of players want nowadays is guaranteed money, and Dalton's contract was very incentive
2: laden. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is though, now he has a reference point of guaranteed money. Whereas one of the biggest deals before that was the Dalton deal, where it was incentive based. Yeah. Now he has a guaranteed based deal. I think it's going to have like a Russell Wilson type contract. (laughs) That's where I was going with this. Was before the Mahomes deal, Russell Wilson was the highest paid. But there's the Dalton deal and the uh, you know the Ravens and the Colts and a couple deals in between there that are more incentive based than than was the Wilson deal. Now with this Mahomes deal, he goes, this is what they're offering playoff-caliber quarterbacks. It's not incentive-based, it's guaranteed. I think it's brilliant on his management side to have held out for those two offers. Yeah. Even though they were good offers to go, now they have a leverage to say, we want it guaranteed, not incentive-based. Yeah. So whatever deal he signs, because
1: what is the guarantee for Mahomes? Because right now, it's, it's just based off incentives.
2: No, it's not. He's got A what? lot of it's guaranteed, if I'm not mistaken.
3: <clears throat> I think like it <throat> was like $450 million is guaranteed, if I'm not mistaken. Like $45 million a year, I
2: believe. It, it, <clears throat> I could be wrong. No, the first year is only like $5.6 million guaranteed. Something like that. Let me look this up because I know that whatever Dak's making on the franchise tag is almost exactly six times more than Mahomes will make for the 2020 season. Okay, but the overall guarantee.
1: Yeah, I didn't. Is I didn't see different. like the official number. I knew it was like five something, and they said up to four seventy seven as far as like hitting milestones, but it didn't say like this. But this amount is guaranteed regardless of what he does. Like this is guaranteed. I just think with what... with what, If they had been able to
2: make that deal right after the Russell Wilson deal, yeah. they would have been in the same position they are now that the Mahomes deal has gone through. Right. <clears throat> so now that the Mahomes deal has gone through and there's such a big portion of that crazy big number 10-year contract that's guaranteed, Yeah. I really do think it's brilliant on whoever Dax representation is to go, yeah, we're going to turn down these deals, even though they're probably really good deals Yeah, based I'm- on what he, who he is and what he is, they now have a little bit more leverage of going, look, this has been guaranteed to another playoff caliber quarterback. Okay. Right. I just. <clears throat> so I think whoever his management is, they knew the Mahomes deal had to be figured out. And it had to be figured out before training camp, before. Right. Like, you can't have Mahomes going out. The, the I, don't,
1: I don't disagree with that. I just, I guess I'm curious of what that relationship is like with them right now. With, like I said, after him turning down two deals. I don't think their relationship it was his like?
2: decision to turn those deals, is my point. I think but. his management went. Not until the Mahomes thing is figured out, do we even. Could his
1: management have
2: soured things for him, though? No, because he's. He only, there's only an upside now that Mahomes deal's in place. It's only an upside for Prescott to go, this much is guaranteed, not
1: incentive-based. Yeah. Like, if you look at what Dalton got, or what... Jerry doesn't seem to be a kind of guy who's, like, wishy-washy as far as, like... At least not with Dak and, and like, some of the players... Well, Jerry Jones as, openly as said
2: he wished that he had more caps, that he wished he could spend more.
1: Right. Yeah. That's what i will saying. I do see him, like, just be like, well, look... If you don't take this next deal, you can just go. You know what I'm saying? But I, I don't think it's going to rise that much higher than what he's just <coughs> been offered.
2: Even if it doesn't, I think the guaranteed amount versus the incentive-based amount will change. Okay. That's, that's what it is And that's what I'm you. getting at. Okay. 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 I think his management went, let's get you, because they're only paid off what he gets paid. Exactly. So I think his management was very smart in waiting till
1: after the Mahomes deal. To agree to anything, so the so the same numbers could just come back on the table, but like you said, the circumstances of it, like right, where out if of,
2: the numbers could actually be lower, but if he's guaranteed a higher amount every year, right, his management's gonna want that over. And what what, are say, those, what
1: what what is that number for you? What are you thinking? But again, I, I I did not
2: like dig into the specifics of what he was guaranteed each year, but I I just
1: well, I know homes that sir.
3: Yeah. I'm I, looking I, at it right now.
1: No, I, I mean, like, deck, like, if, you know, when that conversation comes back up, is it like out of what it was like the last offer was like 147 or something like that? Or? Right. But I, he, all right. So here's
2: my question. Let's say they offer you 147 for five years. Yeah. But all it's guaranteed is 31, which I think was what was in that. Right. That sounds that very table. Russell Wilson esque. Now let's say that now that Mahomes son that deal, they had to shift what was guaranteed to fifty-two.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Now let's say next year Dak gets just his head taken off by a fucking free safety and can't play past next year. If he's still guaranteed fifty-two over thirty-one,
1: that's yeah, that's way better.
3: Yeah. So
2: Mahomes' contract is very backloaded.
1: <laughs> yes.
3: It's like his uh his base salary like increases like every year in in two thousand thirty one his base salary is thirty eight million
2: right which no one expects him to be there for it yeah not even him or his management who
3: knows like only time will tell
2: <clears throat> well no I, I, like no one expects that to be a thing if it is it's yeah. icing on the cake but the fact that they went for a guaranteed payout for each year of the contract Yep, is what I'm saying. I think Dak's management was very smart for waiting until that offer was agreed upon because now they can go <clears throat> here's clearly someone who can make it to the playoffs. Dak can make it to the playoffs. Here's somebody who can clearly make it. Da-da-da. Dak can do that. Who
3: can elevate the team I, past I mean, like the divisional round or the championship game. I think
2: they just shifted the conversation from how much the con- the contract was for over however many years to how much is guaranteed each year. I think with what Mahomes got, Dax' guaranteed money had to go up. It had to go. Yeah. So that's why I'm, where I'm praising his management, his his representation is. They knew the Mahomes deal had to come through. They're not going to let Mahomes not make training camp.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so Mahomes' roster bonus, it like goes up, and then 2000, uh, 2027, his roster bonus is almost fifty million dollars. Right. Jeez. That's his roster bonus, and then it goes down after two thousand twenty eight, and his workout bonus every year, um, two thousand twenty one is a hundred thousand dollars, and every year after that it's five hundred fifty k.
2: Geez. So. I think that's making kind of the point I'm making is, you know, Dax management is not going to settle for anything that's not at least in the the realm of those numbers. Not definitely not to the to the half a billion. Yeah, but like the the name Mahomes
3: will come up in the Dax negotiations. Oh, uh, yeah,
2: exactly. Uh, It changed from, well, Dalton got this that was incentive-based. It was hugely
3: incentive-based.
2: And that's what I'm saying. There were so many contracts that were incentive-based that I think their decision to hold out until after the Mahomes deal that was not There's no way that he's going to take an incentive-based contract. Oh, no.
3: Because he's like, if if the Chiefs offer him that, he's going to be like, fuck you guys.
2: I just want a Super Bowl for you all. Give me that guaranteed chatter." Well, right. Let's just say they came to him with some nonsense contract and he's like, fuck it, I'll go to Indy.
3: Yeah.
2: Shh. You know yeah. they'll pay it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ursay will pay whatever to look like he knows what he's doing. Yeah. And they just signed Philip Rivers <laughs> to a one year deal. Urt- <laughs> or how long was his deal? I think it's one year, but one or two. Years. Jim is one of the. He's. He's just gross. Yeah. Uh, but you know he would sign whatever. Oh yeah. Whatever's put in front of him make him look like he knows what he's doing. I
3: mean they're like <clears throat> so they're the there is my point. Yeah. Their team seems like they don't really change a whole lot. They don't really sign like big name like they seem to have like a very consistent roster throughout all their years, the one exception of course being Andrew Luck's retirement. Yeah. <clears throat> Which completely... Man, they've
1: done done well in the draft these last few years and got a few guys. T.Y. Yeah, T.Y. They have.
3: I I love T.Y. Hilton.
1: They have, but it's... Yeah. I'm curious to how much uh, longer he's going to be there.
3: Yeah, he's been around longer than people think.
1: Yeah. And Uh,
2: wide receivers, like, don't really age all that well. That's true. Right, and I don't expect him to be there long, but... You can say about almost anyone in Indianapolis. That's like, true. Who's the hot, combined guy. Like, this like guy went after the, Ross pretty aggressively. And the Bengals got
3: him. And then you know who the next pick was after John Ross? Yeah. The guy who just made almost half a billion dollars.
2: <sighs> but... <sighs> both of those were needs for Indy. Only one of those were needs for us at the time. It was like a... At the time, it's
3: like was a wide receiver really a need for the Bengals at the time?
2: Well, yeah, because you you didn't know what was happening with Green. Yeah, uh, Jones just went to Detroit. And Sanu, Sanu went to, to went
3: Atlanta, to... and Boyd was only like a going to go into his second year at the time. Right, we
2: didn't know what he was going to be. We didn't know.
1: Yeah, you had to have somebody just in case Green wasn't. And ready.
3: John Ross literally set the record. I'm finally glad we're addressing the Bengals right now. But, because uh, this is a Bengals podcast, but Ross literally set the record for the fastest 40 time in NFL Combine history, <coughs> which is a big, like, it's a big drawing card. Like, you see, like, John Ross, he set the record, so like, oh my God, like, when the Bengals dropped, I'm like, all right, I'm on board Man, with this.
1: Didn't, didn't really amount to much either.
2: <laughs> I, I think
3: still have hope for John Ross. I, d-
2: I think he did great for how much... Was expected of him I think the Bengals expected more I do too I think everyone expected more But I think Marvin hated his guts If you had taken any other
1: Same like it Yeah
2: Almost any other player who didn't set a record Or didn't what And applied the same Pressure Scope that people were looking at him through pressure yeah. they're putting on him. Yeah, no one would have pushed as hard as they did, other than the fact that he was that fast. Yeah, that's like because his- <clears throat> think about it. who else has been a running back slash wide receiver slash free safety slash strong safety slash cornerback slash middle linebacker for some fucking reason for one game slash kick returner slash. I mean Millet's yeah, he, he whole yeah. fucking <laughs> career his whole college career was just scatter It was a shotgun blast through. It's like, like all right, this uh, play uh, your hot dog vendor. Right. Uh, <laughs> hey, fry us a chicken sandwich, motherfucker. <laughs> <sighs> you know you're from Auburn, you got you know barbecue, cook you are in you're in charge of Fourth of July. Alright, don't <laughs> shane, shane don't shane Gillis yourself there. <laughs> It might have I, been the bubbles. I'm fine. I'm from Alabama, so okay, fair enough. And I'm also barely white at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was a reference to something we and Rami You're talked fine. about a couple weeks ago. You're perfectly fine. Just ignore that. That was that uh, was meant for it's Ronnie So only. funny.
1: I, I told I was telling Thomas and him about that. I said, "Louis, so disgusted." He's like, "Man, I, you know, I don't even want to be like part of it anymore." I was like, I, I, "It's but sad when you get to that point."
2: There was a dude from. My hometown, Crawford, Alabama, which that sounds very Alabama.
1: <laughs> Crawford,
2: Alabama wasn't on Google Maps <laughs> until 2015. Me and our, friend, our, our our mutual friend Taylor tried to look up my hometown on Google Maps in 2014. It wasn't there. The only thing that showed up when you tied in Crawford, Alabama was East Alabama Motor Speedway.
1: Was it like oh one of those God. like one-way in, one-way out towns? Uh, yeah. it's like on, One road in and, and it, out?
3: It's, it's literally like <laughs> one stop sign. Or,
2: or one stoplight. Stop signs. You're adorable.
1: <laughs> oh, shit. Paved
2: roads. Like, <laughs> like paved roads. All right, so I grew up a mile and a half from <laughs> the largest trailer park In the United States. Okay. Oh, God. The largest trailer park.
3: I heard you the first time.
2: Was a half a mile from my house.
3: Oh, God. That just sounds terrible.
2: The only thing... It took us 35 minutes to get to a grocery store where I grew up.
3: Damn, God. And a half a mile... And, like... To get to a trailer park.
2: That's brutal. No, half a mile to get to a trailer park and literally across the street, well, across the highway, throughway, whatever the fuck Alabama <laughs> wants to call it, from East Alabama Motor Speedway, which is a clay track for monster trucks only. It's only a monster truck. They don't have real races, they just have <laughs> giant trucks with giant tires that smash cars. That's it. That's oh, all they have. <laughs> they don't have real raises. They don't have stock cars or... They don't have
3: Bubble Wallace.
2: No. They, they have no banned Bubble. all his
3: merchandise.
2: Uh, all right, here's a, here's a, no joke. Here's a real thing. They spray painted like a college football stadium like a, I think of Oregon with the blue. Yeah. They did a Rebel flag, oh, like the, Boise
1: State. What is that? Is it yeah, Boise, Boise State? And yeah. the Boise Hill. and Oregon
2: have like both had like the yeah. So no joke at East Alabama Motor Speedway, it used to be a rebel flag was the center part of the track. Gross. They painted a rebel flag <laughs> into it, and then at one point they painted a Mississippi flag because there was a monster truck from Mississippi. And there's
3: that, also an.
2: And the old Mississippi flag was an ex- was a rebel flag.
1: Is that place still, like, up and running?
2: Oh, I'm sure it is. Do you understand what monster trucks are to people down south?
1: That's like, uh...
2: Sunday,
3: Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We'll
2: sell you the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge. Sunday, Sunday, <laughs> Sunday. Great Digger and... The executioner truck are going to smash cars in front of your face, you dumb, uneducated fucks. (laughs) It it was... It's very accurate. Like, I hate fireworks to this day because they shot them off after every goddamn race. Oh, yeah. But their races were Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. (laughs) Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. We'll sell you the whole seat, but you'll only need the edge as you watch Godzilla the truck drive against Big Monkey Brain the truck. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck is happening? Like, I'd hear that shit on the radio and be like, God damn it, I'm going to have to do fireworks until 1 a.m. Jeez, every Sunday. Uh, no, not Sundays, because they went to real tracks on the weekends. They went to the clay track in Crawford, Alabama during the week. God damn
1: that sounds just like that's where I grew up Alabama
2: the closest city to us is Phoenix City, Alabama and you think Phoenix like Phoenix, Arizona no, not spelled the same Phoenix like the mythological bird oh god I don't know. for why for why? I don't know (laughs) because all these people believed in was whatever was in the bible so you know dragons and magic men walking on water and Whatever, whatever nonsense that. It's all good. So back to
3: football. <laughs> um, so do you think like I don't know if the Mahomes negotiations are going to really affect the Joe Mixon negotiations? No. Uh, like Mixon's not going to make five hundred million, obviously. No, but do you think I he's think... going to want Zeke money though?
2: No, I I, I think that uh, his. His representation are, 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 I think he's like ACC or something, which is much more like an actor, comic, performer type of.
3: And he dances in the backfield, so he's
2: a performer. Or I'm just saying I think they'll be much more realistic about
1: his deal, but I think he'll get paid. He He definitely deserves it. I mean, he's a good running back. He's had. A good season ever since he's gotten the league. Right, uh, and and uh, with hasn't fumbled. I mean, I, I hate to say that. I'm also, just look. you know, with the punching a white girl
2: background. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. As fucked up as that
2: a, sounds, a huge flip on the radar. Nah, yeah. He's got to kind of take what he gets, but I think he's going to be in a
1: position to go. Hey, but even though, yeah, he came to the league, kept his head down, didn't hasn't been in he, trouble.
3: 'Cause when he was drafted, I was excited for the Mixon pick the moment he was drafted. Yeah. I'm like, this guy's a stud. I mean because the draft it, especially if you give it to like a guy who's been like who's had like legal shit happen to him, like a yeah. Pac-Man or a Chris Henry or something like that. Yeah. It's like it's their way of giving the player or the athlete same thing, but a second chance. Yeah. And it, they're like if you fuck up, you're gone.
1: Yeah, but, okay.
3: And mixing is not fucked
1: up. You get in trouble. At all. You make it through. You keep your head down. You you don't get in trouble. Like, how long how long does that linger over your head before you just like, all right. Until you get just... in
2: trouble again. I mean, it's not like Cosby D'Elia trouble, but it's trouble. Yeah. yeah. It's always there. You know, any negotiation you go into, they're going to bring that up.
3: Because yeah. Yeah. it's like kind of <laughs> like
2: the elephant in the restaurant. <laughs> and so as somebody who I actually got to see the entire... uh, <clears throat> So the same guy I was talking about earlier that worked in Ignition Sports. Someone sent him the whole video before he punched that girl. Yeah. And her screaming, aggressively screaming the N-word at him never made most of the... People just outlets. people just
3: wanted to see right. Nixon beating the shit out of a lady, and it was their excuse to like be outraged at something.
2: But the fact that that's hanging over his head, it's always going to be brought up.
3: Yeah, like he, I watched uh, the video of him getting drafted. He got aggressively booed, and it was Anthony Munoz that announced the pick, and he knew what he was about to do. Yeah, he's like the Bengals pick. Joe Mixon running back Oklahoma, and it,
2: like right as he said the name, boo! <laughs> and again, short build up. Props, right. props to the Bengals for going. We know how good you are, but we also know you're never going to be able to ask for top
1: money, right? I think that was probably one of those shining moments where the uh, Bengals is known for getting problem, having problematic players, but it's like I think that reputation. We, is but we long getting long. a player though with this guy, so. <clears throat>
2: Well, now I think, like, because Belichick's even said, like, we we literally follow almost the exact same draft board as the Bengals. Yeah. That had to be the most ringing endorsement for, like, Tobin and all the guys on the Bengals staff who have just been so fucking solid at draft yeah. picks. Like, Which man, y'all thing. killed
1: it this season.
3: <clears throat> the, the ironic but, thing is... The Bengals and the Patriots are the two teams that have not drafted a single Pro Bowler since
2: 2014. Okay, but they're also the ones that get A's or, you know, A- to B-plus every year from every person. Yeah, yeah. Grades of draft, like
1: one team has went to multiple Super Bowls since then, and
2: and one's just a small market team who's always going to suffer through being a small market team, like which they spent money this offseason. Stand, that's that's why
1: I was so proud of them. Like when we do had this, these conversations before about that, the whole small market thing, and you know I would get my feelings about it because you know, like I said, I do love the Bengals. This is my hometown, and I would be like, damn He's man, a we, guy, we've had. <laughs> Broncos, we've had so many good rosters here, like in Cincinnati. 2005 team,
3: holy fuck,
1: dude! And it's like, how do we not capitalize on that? I know certain things happen, but some of those years is like, y'all just fucked up, y'all just failed.
2: Also, you can't keep a coaching staff. You can't. I I I really do like look at some of the teams that have developed unbelievable talent. Like Tampa Bay is a great example. How many times have you seen someone come out of Tampa Bay and go to another team and be the guy? How many times have you seen a Marvin Jones or Sanu or come out of Sensi and be yes one of the guy? Rex Burkhead,
1: Corey Dillon,
3: so. Rex Burkhead's been an excellent X
2: factor. Yes, right. He was our third guy. Yeah, he was, and like rightfully so.
1: Yeah. There's another guy that, that they just recently had that went to the um, that went to New England, right, and won a Super Bowl. I think besides Burkhead, they had a, they had another guy on there. Um,
3: Marquise Flowers, I think, was one guy. He was a linebacker.
1: Yeah. yeah. I'm but thinking he's that's,
2: when you have teams that draft so well that. The big market teams go. We'll see what they do, and then just poach the guy a couple years later with money. Okay,
1: <laughs> then.
3: And the and I think the the reason the Patriots ever really draft a Pro Bowlers is because every year they're drafting like thirty two, or like thirty one, or twenty nine.
2: Right, but uh, you, you go between. Do you want to draft a Pro Bowler or do you want to win?
3: Do you want to draft a <clears throat> piece? Like, do you want to draft like? Oh, like a solid outside linebacker or a solid guard or or a great, like, strong
0: safety.
1: they just really good at getting guys who may not be all the way there, but being able to get them there or, you know, getting guys who are capable of getting there and getting them for cheap. And they just – I would love to see – I would just love to see how they do it, man. New England is just a well-built machine. It's Belichick. You could plug right, anybody man. in over there and they're going to have those numbers. Like, that's my theory. We
2: See, what I think is the Bengals are patriot light. They're Patriots without the ability to retain players.
3: Yeah, because my <clears> son doesn't want to spend the money.
2: Right. They'll draft so well. And if you look at all of the guys who've left – the Bengals to go on somewhere else, except for Jeremy Hill. Well, but he was done even here. Really.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: <clears throat> he was like that hopeful, like roll the dice kind of. It was between but, that year it was between it was between <clears throat> him and Carlos Hyde. <clears throat> but even think about it this way: just look at our coordinators. How many Bengals coordinators have been head coaches in the past fifteen years? Zimmer, Gruden. Uh, how many were even offered? you'd go nuts you you pull your hair out trying to figure out the how in demand our coaching staff has been to the point where <clears throat> I know I've referenced it before but AJ Green said like 6 years in I've never had the same coaching staff for an entire season. Yeah. And AJ Green is a smart
3: dude when it comes to football.
2: Right, and that's madness to think that he's never had the same coaching staff two years in a row.
3: How do you how
2: do you win? You win. It's the
3: same thing with the Browns, like
2: because this year the Browns
3: have been like raving about their coaching staff. Like this year they have like actual stability in their coaching staff. And I'm like, it's the same thing every year. They get a new coaching staff. They're they're thinking like this is going to be the thing, and it ends up. They just end up going like six and ten or like five and eleven.
2: Like it's not that organization has never been stable. But if they get a hold of coaching staff for four or five years, they'd probably do great.
1: Yeah, you gotta have consistency. You gotta, you know.
2: <clears throat> and that's the curse of a small market team like the Bengals or the Browns or the Bucks, or... like because the
3: small market team for a head coach, it's like think of the the think of how excited Zach Taylor was to take the job. Right, he
2: knows it's an audition for a bigger team.
3: Yeah, and like, like Mike McCarthy, <clears throat> for example, he's a big name head coach. He wouldn't. I don't think. I not think would have gone to like the Bengals or, say, the Jags. No, he's like, no, I'm going to be the Cowboys head coach. Yeah,
2: it's, it's – uh, everyone who's here knows that they're auditioning for <laughs> a big
1: market team. It's crazy. Yeah, why come here when you know you're going to lose half your guys in the next two years or whatever?
3: It, which I was, I was actually thinking about this a couple of days ago. <laughs> With COVID happening, like, the Bengals have had injury histories when there's not – yeah. Uh, The Bengals have had an injury history when there's not a pandemic. Right. So with this, with the pandemic, players could drop, like, at just, like,
2: Any point in the season?
3: Like, they don't get hurt. Like, come Tuesday, next thing you know, Tyler Boyd has COVID. Like, oh, shit. What if Burrow gets COVID? It'd be just...
2: Yeah, it's a... Broken heart city. Yeah, it's just a... Uh, it's a recipe for heartbreak. It's... A, it's. Yeah, this
3: season's going to be... But... It's going to be interesting to see, like, which players, like, not, like... Because MLB players are opting out for the season. It'd be interesting to see, like, what NFL players, like, opt out of the season. And they be it's like... It's going to change
1: the whole strategy. It's like... Yeah. it's It's much different from the NBA. With the NBA, you got some kind of wiggle room if your star guys don't want to come in and play or whatever but with the NFL, like, a certain one one person or three specific guys would be like, oh, shit, we gotta go back to the drawing board and yeah. figure out how we're gonna run this team now, because... Right,
2: I mean, just think with an NFL team, if you're <clears throat> if you're left tackle can't play for a season, it might literally fuck up your whole season. Yep. Yep, 100%. So, it'll be... Very interesting,
1: yeah.
3: It'd be very interesting to see how everything plays out. We're all we're all kind of tired. I know you got to work at like six a.m. Yeah. So we'll we'll wrap up uh, plugs, uh, um, bullshit, um, predictions, and bullshit. Lloyd, what's your prediction for the twenty twenty season?
2: I think uh, Ross is going to become the most prolific receiver in the NFL. Very bold. I think, I think Ross will be
3: a prolific guy. I think with Burrow, what I've said numerous times, what the advantage that Burrow have is, has over Dalton is Burrow can hit a guy in stride. His deep ball is pretty. And I think if you utilize Ross with his downfield, like if you just give him go routes constantly and just zip it 40 yards downfield, Ross could be like a <coughs> – every, every so often he'll have like, like, more consistently than we realize, he'd have, like, five receptions for, like, 150 yards and a touchdown. And that's, like, a solid
2: fucking season. So I guess my, my, if I'm going for a full, bold prediction, I'm going to say the entire Denver team is going to visit a Koala sanctuary and all of them are going to (laughs) get chlamydia and play poorly this season. (laughs) Yep.
3: I think that prediction is
1: a Drew Locke. I was really going to say something nice about the Bengals before Lloyd said all that. (laughs) What's your new... No,
3: no. Rami? what's your new bold prediction?
1: My bold prediction is that um, AJ will actually be healthy this season and him and Burrow will really um, put something together. I think Burrow will step up and live up to the hype. I think think he'll come in and I wouldn't say take the league by storm, but I think he'll step into that role and, and, and be good and What's the what's the new guy that they drafted? The, the T. Higgins. Higgins. I think all three of them will just start clicking, and Ross will come along too. Hopefully, Um not, and the Tyler NBD Boyd D will season. maintain
3: his production level that he's had for the last two seasons. Yeah,
1: and and that's that's will need. Um, hey, I'm I'm excited about the Bengals this season. Honestly, yeah. like, and
3: I know Lloyd's not like still not 100 percent sold on Burrow. I just want to see him play at
2: NFL speed. That's yeah. All, yeah, that's that's all I need.
1: No Broncos. Keep us underrated. Um, don't, don't think about us. Don't worry about us. No Qualicamidia. We're not, we're not going mean, to be able to do anything got, about this season. You guys got.
3: <laughs> Philip Lindsey.
1: Something. I of, love that guy.
3: I don't know if he has three down back endurance. I don't know if he does. He will if he's
1: blue tube. <laughs> I think he does. Um, I think he's a little. I he think he's small. small. I was about to say, but his speed is just so he's necessary for how dude. he runs. Like I would, I could see him putting on some weight, but not too much. I think if he can add like another ten pounds of just muscle, he'd be fine.
3: Yeah, I just don't see. I just don't see. I think Phil Lindsay would be phenomenal as like a, a first and second down back. Yeah, I just don't see him having the endurance to like last three more years as a three down back. Yeah. Because think about Todd Gurley, yeah. he was the three down back for the Rams and one of the best backs in the league. Holy shit, Lloyd! How much did you drink?
1: <laughs> yeah, he's he's uh, I, I I think he's gonna have a good season. Um, I think they're gonna get another running back to help offset some of those touches for him. And like you said, he may end up being a one and two down back. And um, I, I
3: think that's what's best for Philip Lindsay because he's yeah. been he's been the workhorse,
1: but he's good in the red zone too. So
3: does he still live with his mom?
1: I think he does.
3: That's such a sweet story. It's like Philip Lindsay is like new to the NFL. He's undrafted hometown
1: kid, right out of.
3: <laughs> he seems right. like such a nice kid,
1: right from the area, and uh, he' hungry, man. That's what I like. The oh, most I about know it. that guy's hungry.
3: But then you got fucking Jerry Judy, who was like predicted to be like a top five pick, yeah, end up slipping to fifteen, which isn't, which still was not
1: terrible. Hey, we appreciate it. <laughs> However, Absolutely it happened, Jerry we take Judy
3: it. and. Courtland Sutton and yeah. Judge Judy. Who? What? <laughs> yeah. Um, my whole prediction. Uh, I'm just. Um, we're all tired. It's it's midnight. Um, we'll go. We're we'll going to plugs after this, and then say fuck COVID. Um, my whole prediction is that. Again, I, I, I'm. I'm still wanna believe that John Ross is worth I don't like is I don't know if he's gonna be worth a ninth overall pick. He's he's clearly not like he's shown that he's clearly not like top ten pick worthy, but I think he still has value to this team. I think he could be like a perfect deep threat third wide receiver. That's like a an X factor he'll blow up occasionally. When AJ Green gets double teamed, Ross can just Fucking run straight, straight downfield. Henry in 2005 to me was the best third wide receiver mm-hmm. in football.
2: Well, yeah, it's, that's what I'm hoping Ross could turn into. Is yeah, but without the, the the pickup truck, but yeah, stay out of the back of a truck, sir. Yes, absolutely.
1: Um, yeah. He's
2: also what four foot two, so he's not. He's not gonna fall out. He's oh yeah, gonna fall he's out a tiny boy.
3: Um, last thing. Um, after all that, plugs. Lloyd, do you have any plugs?
2: Uh, yeah, uh, the Cincinnati Zoo is now open. You might have to go online and reserve a thing, but go, like, keep those people... I might have to. And, uh, <clears throat> check out the Go Bananas uh, Instagram, because they have a... They're still doing Wednesday night. I, I hosted one last last it uh, was, Wednesday. It, it was great. Thank it was you. fantastic. So, yeah, it, it, even if you can't go there in person check them out online check out the comics it's something different than what the dumb shit you've been watching if you're watching you know reruns of fucking Riverdale or whatever just you know, instead of killing yourself maybe check out the online some of the online shows that are that are happening right now because they're really some have been so good they've been fun to watch
3: and they're conversational and it's like you're showing more of a human side of the comics rather than just.
2: And everyone's really trying to do the best thing they can. It's yeah. it's it, it's great to watch everyone trying to not give you something inferior, even though you can't be there in person. So please, just just check it out. Just check it out, watch, follow all the local comics we talk about, the Phil Pointers, the John Holmes, The see what they're up to. Yeah, and the local podcast, the new Nasty Boys, Rumble Lips, Puzzle buttons. Puzzle Buds, just the clip, um, the Bastard Sermon. I, I know that's not a normal one we, <clears throat> but what Cody and his boys do on on, on the Bastard okay. Sermon is it, it's fantastic. It's a great podcast. Fuck yeah! Uh, <clears throat> one I, I I've recently turned Rami on to is uh, Dan Cummins. Time suck. No oh, Rod. Phil Pointer's a big fan Shout of that. Out, Time I, suck. Yeah. Time sucks so good. Hail Namrod, Hail Lucifina, the whole <laughs> whatever. Just And Cummins is a good fucking egg. Yeah. Keep yes, I was, keep supporting the I like guys him that, too. Keep supporting guys yeah. that, that that are really trying to do things. Uh middle of somewhere, Chad Daniels and Cy Emerson. If you can tell heard me something a, funnier that happens every goddamn Monday, I would love to know what it is. I, heard I think
1: little, that's the comic I was trying to talk about earlier. Chad Daniels. I I think it might He's be like really I it, cold. Like, yeah,
3: I heard a rumor about that podcast is that um, Chad's going to have a new co-host, Kevin Bozeman.
2: Bozeman's, <clears throat> Bozeman's one of those dudes who I try to turn people on to. I drove um, to Indy two weeks ago to see him. So he's so fucking funny. Fucking him, funny. Every year that Brouhaha has been a thing, I always... I'll walk away from people... Rand lived with me at one point. And Ran had a set. And Bozeman was on at the Tunnel. And I walked away from Rand's set to go see Bozeman's set at the Tunnel stage. Yeah. <clears throat> I Bozeman might be one of the most underrated dudes in comedy. He's just... Beautifully, beautifully fucking funny. He's really funny. And I enjoy him a but, lot. But, you know, right now understand that during this thing where yeah everybody's off work for whatever comics are doing their best to try and still produce content be there do something check it out it it can't hurt to just take a Wednesday night and watch the watch the the Instagram of of the like I said the the one you just hosted it was fucking hilarious it was great thank you not Uh, not for you the other people were great oh right
3: Thank you, uh, Rami. Do you have any plugs? Do you have anything to plug? Uh, I
1: want to plug my older brother's company. Um, I'm kind of helping him get it up and running. Uh, blackhearted. Um, it's <coughs> just uh, umbrella company, but he's doing shirts. Um, we also did like a well. He did like a small podcast years back, but um, just trying to you know blackhearted black businesses. Yeah. Oh, um, you can visit, uh, his Instagram at, uh, Deontay Gates. Um, his, um, cash app is paygates513. If you want to get a shirt, you can, uh, send the money to him. And he's making drop-offs all day, every day. So,
2: Where's, uh, can so you send appointments, get haircuts, and...
1: Oh, um, <clears throat> um, shout-out my boy Willie Mills. Um, he has a barbershop over in, uh, Cartlidge. um... I cannot remember the address, but I'll I'll try to forward that to you. Find it on Google. Yeah, um, it's called uh, Royal Cuts. Royal Cuts. Yeah, Royal Cuts. I hit I him up.
2: Everyone I've talked to that's been there loves the place. Loves the.
1: Yeah, man, they over there doing their thing. He got nail techs over there. Girls that's also doing hair as well. Um, you can get a massage there. You can get facials there. Um, Support someone yeah, local. Check them out.
2: Yeah, it's not a great time for anybody who has a small business. Try and be there for them. Also, uh, the Hamilton, the the bar I live above. Absolutely, Suzanne is so great. She hired my roommate. He works for her now. Yeah, I'm gonna have she to visit the Hamilton
1: to. for Taco Tuesday. I'm, I'm hip now.
2: Yeah, I, Fuck yeah. my Where buddy. Du-
1: I stay actually up the road uh, north uh, of College Hill. No
2: and, shit. And my my roommate Dustin is actually cooking downstairs in the Hamilton, and he made me some tacos the other day that were unbelievably great. Fuck they, yeah, they were so good.
1: Mention Lloyd's name uh, if you show up.
2: I love something from my buddy Thomas, who I work with, Thomas Claggett, ex uh, former yeah, guest of the pod. Word of good. mouth, word of mouth, and uh, you know, uh, go to everywhere local you can right now because they fucking need it. Yeah, Happy Chick's Bakery, Django, help Ottawa, out small businesses, coffee.
1: help out a small business, uh, Burger
2: King, <clears throat> no, <laughs> <laughs> Puzzle Buddies. fuck you, we like the bangles. fuck you, we like the
1: bangles. oh. um. <laughs> They also hit me to uh, this isn't plugging anybody in really, but uh, the Agave and Rye, yeah. Mike, we ordered some of that today, man. So man, big rules. fan of them. Um,
2: just try and try and be somewhat aware of. Know that TGI Fridays doesn't need you right now. Oh no, <laughs> I but, waited tables there for like three months. And, but Django Taco needs you right yeah. now, and they're exponentially. Django's better. is
1: good, man. Really good tacos hey, so up there.
2: Wherever you are, look for something local. Look for something who's trying to get through this whole situation. You know what I mean? Uh, any part of the city, any part of wherever you live, there's there's small businesses that need you right now. Yep. Also, if you're one of those people who thinks that you shouldn't wear a mask right now. Wear a goddamn either mask. Either wear a mask. Or stay or, in the house. Or wear a bullet.
1: Or get a punched in the your face.
2: Skull. That that's another way of solving. like they're in Slipknot. <laughs> <clears throat>
1: Stop trying to grocery shop where other people are and, and think you don't have to wear a mask.
3: Yep.
2: Like I I I have severe tactile issues. I I've literally had scabs behind my ears from adjusting my mask. Rami can attest to this. Yes. It makes me insane. I wear one anytime I'm around other people. I wear one at the gym if I can if I can manage. To take a twenty-minute trip through Kroger with a fucking mask on, so can you? And if you can't understand that you're a piece of shit, yes, clearly understand you're it's, a but bad. It's my rights. You're a bad person, and if you think this is all a hoax, then the best remedy for that is to get fucked. Talk to me, and I'll reference you to Kyle's Gun Shop in Finneytown and they can sell you a gun in which to put a bullet through your brain because you're a fucking idiot. Wear a goddamn mask. Wear your mask.
1: Wear your mask. Wear your mask. Wear your mask. If you think mask. it's a
2: hoax, you can talk to me, who has gotten COVID, or uh, Steve, yep. my my buddy Steve, or my his, mother. Still so gr- have it. <laughs> his girlfriend Stacey who can no longer taste or smell anything. Alicia, Billy, divorce.
3: One of one of Fantastic, my favorite people beautiful. in the world. I text
2: Alicia more than I do Billy.
3: Alicia and I shoot the Jeez. shit all the time.
2: <laughs> I I can't tell you how much I appreciate that she exists.
3: She's so fucking funny.
2: <clears throat> but you know, my friend's fiance is dealing with like severe nerve damage to her hand. She can't taste or smell anything.
1: She's this virus is real. It's people. fucking
2: real, and it's it sucks to get. If your non-mask wearing ass gets my grandparents sick, understand that I will happily murder the Put rest a of your family boot in your ass <laughs> <laughs> i'll murder your whole family happily with a smile just wear a mask just wear the fucking just wear mask. Your mask it's not an infringement on your freedom it's not it's the, not a slave mask yeah you're not being controlled by the rothschilds and if you think it again i'm gonna re- i'm gonna say this and i mean it with every bit of my <laughs> sincerity
3: also, keep in mind, no one's paying us to say this. Right. We don't work for George Soros. With
2: every bit of my sincerity, if you think that it is a <laughs> hoax or conspiracy to wear a mask, then you should probably go ahead and kill yourself.
1: Don't be a dumb Donald.
2: Like It's it's awesome to be dead like, if you believe in the whole Jesus thing in heaven and all that. Like, it's awesome, right? Yeah. So go ahead and just do that and save us the trouble. Of getting really fucking sick because you won't wear a goddamn mask. Yeah. Wear a fucking mask. You goddamn. Even if you're sick. asymptomatic, wear a fucking
3: mask. <laughs> I don't. and I'm Being joking. an
1: American doesn't protect you from the virus, people. People Saying like, you're an America's an American.
3: the greatest country in the world, but we also forget that we're also the dumbest. Yes, we are. We are the dumbest country. We're We're,
2: we're so dumb that we forget. We get so caught up in our own arrogance. We're number one in military spending across the entire globe. We're also number one in human beings locked in cages for the rest of their life. And also number one in for adult human beings who, who believe in angels. So if that's where your point of pride is, I am i can't stress this enough. <laughs> Kill yourself.
3: I mean, you're talking to Zach Wycuff here. I
2: love Zach. <laughs> but if he can't understand that wearing a mask is important... No, he wears a mask. Right. I, I know that. So I feel comfortable again. Repeating, yes. Kill yourself.
3: Just wear a mask. Wear your Save mask.
2: Save yourself from even having to think about the mask. <laughs> Just don't even like don't even let that be part of your life. Just check out now. You're gonna go hang out with Jesus in fucking heaven, Bermuda or whatever. You're gonna be on like a a sandals resort or a, a carnival cruise, right? It's awesome after you die. Just if you're not gonna wear the mask. Save the rest of us that trouble and just just die. We're good <laughs> yep. there. Well, let's just start there. Just... Is that too much?
1: Wear a your mask. We get
3: the point. Uh wear a mask. <laughs> or day- I have plugs. You know uh, what kind of plugs? What kind? For the first time since March, I have shows at
2: Wiley's in Dayton.
3: Yes, I do. I'm going to be doing sets for Ran Barnett. I'm sets I'm going to be doing a set uh, next Friday the 17th at Wiley's Comedy Joint You're doing a spot for Rand Barnacle friend of the pod friend of good, dear friend of Lloyd Johnson's one of the one, one of the funniest people you could ever imagine just a
2: uh, uh, one of the the most pinpoint hilarious people when is Nabi it again? Uh, Wiley's Comedy Joint it's in Dayton uh, <laughs> yeah, he's a comic on?
3: that n- does not have an off switch
2: no Santa Barnacle is always dishing out presents. Yep. He is.
3: Uh, I also have um, the Village
2: Tavern next
3: month. I'll be on that show.
2: With VA friend a. of the pod, V.A. Bennett, who is just, just one, one of the most human. beautiful people you could ever talk to. He's um, just. I'll give him a hug. Girlfriend. Give his new girlfriend a hug. Yeah, Absolutely.
3: I got one more plug. Um, so next month, I invited my friend Danielle Ruffalo onto this podcast. She's a smart cookie. I met her at UD last year. She runs her own company called Handy Hats, where it's like it's you wear a hat and it's got a little pocket in it so you can stick like your ID, some money, if, if you need. Just if you don't want to stick in your wallet, just like take off your hat, open up the Velcro. It's fucking you got everything you need right there. Do you there. think
2: that people put marijuana in that? I will
3: ask her that. Do you think that would happen? I will absolutely ask her that. Uh, Stash, but but yeah, she's she's new to Cincinnati. She I saw her at Bengals game last year, and she's smart as fuck. And she runs a good. She does a good thing. It's, <coughs>
2: it's fucking. Alex, awesome. Bro- we know you haven't got laid like, during the pandemic, but yeah, let's.
3: That feels that feels very awkward. But um,
2: <laughs> we, yeah, have we met? It's, it's what I, I know. know. I, I try to make everything as awkward as I can for you. And <laughs> it's <clears> throat> throat> I know I should apologize every once in a while, but <laughs> Rami works with me down a daily basis. I'm aware I'm a dick. I know <laughs> what I am. I know who I am. Yes. Like I said, Rami's called me a dream crusher, and it did not hurt my feelings. Yep.
3: <laughs> so yeah, check out those shows. Check out Handy Hats. They got shit on there. <laughs> Danny will be on next month. She fucking rules. Um, so, are we going to say, fuck COVID, we like the Bengals. Absolutely. All right. Hey, Lloyd, I think we only have one thing left to say. So what we do What we do is we say, fuck you, COVID-19, we like the bangles um, at the end. That's so, better. Lloyd, I think we only have one thing. Lloyd, Rami, I think we only have one thing left
2: to say.
1: Fuck you, COVID-19, we, we like the, the bangles. That's a
2: bird. Why, man?
1: Fuck you. We like the Bengals.